Welcome to the Perfectly Sane Show, episode 663. I am Chris, as always, joined by Tony. I was just trying to dig a tunnel to Earl's house. I don't understand why the NYPD is so concerned about it. I don't get what's happening. Why are all these people in my tunnels? What's going on? Earl is here too, now with a tunnel under his apartment, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) And it also threw off my introduction. Earl's like, oh God, I hadn't thought about that all day. And then Tony brought it back. I, mean, I thought it was a total. I was gonna go with the children's statement from the um civil case, but now I'm you like, you I'm thought talking. I was gonna go with Donald Trump, but no, I, I <laughs> you went with the <laughs> especially to my face because I assume of all of you, I know you want who, who's like elevated. I'm on the tenth floor of a building, so that's how I know. I mean, I just dig into the basement of the building <laughs> and then you know go through a few people's apartments going up, but they won't notice. And Jeff is here as well. What's going on? I'm just looking over these game of the year things. I guess I should have looked at this before. Just <laughs> I have been mentioning this since like the end of November. So. <laughs> hey, the spreadsheet's up. We filled in. Yeah, it looks like you guys got it filled out pretty good. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like Chris put in a bunch of stuff, and then I've been looking at it all week long and slowly putting things in. I don't. Earl has clearly put in some stuff as well, but Jeff. It's gonna be like experiential. It's gonna we're, we're gonna get. Yeah, a... I'm just gonna think for what you give me. I think Jeff put in best trailer, and there's only one game there. Yes, <laughs> it's it's the game Jeff put in there. For, for that category we did not have before. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna do our uh, category awards tonight. Next week we will do our uh, personal top tens and our joint top ten. Um. Yeah, so let's kick into the ones that um, we all just get to pick a game and and talk about. Uh, 2023 game we wish we got to play, but didn't because of reasons. Tony, you got there. Uh, So I I had to pick uh, Super Mario Wonder, uh, which I have really wanted to play for a while. It's been sitting... So I have a, a game case of switch games in my hand right now it's uh it's got it's it's in the case it's ready to be played but my kids keep stealing my switch so like either when either when they're here they're using it because for some reason they like to use my switch even though there are three of them um or they take it with them when they go back to their mother's house so like i'm in this weird situation where i have this game i really want to play it it looks really cool and i never get to (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, yeah, you got, you got one more week. Yeah, it's my kids are like, you should get like a Switch Lite or like uh, an OLED you. so that you. Can, and I'm like, yeah, you just get, you guys just want me to get another Switch so you can play on that one too. I don't know what's happening. Earl, what a, what do you got there? Uh, I mean, I mentioned this ass. A huge fan of Spider-Man, of uh, Miles Morales, and that is one of those games that I want to check out and play but um it was just terrible timing at the back half of the year with moving and those expenses i did want to get the spider-man bundle and i just haven't really now i have to save up to get it so like spider-man 2 is on my to-do list of games i want to play which i just need to buy a playstation 5 at some point for now you get the slim model it's 50 dollars less is was it announced yeah 
it's the one oh, that you, you get the removable drive, right? Yeah. Like okay, because I thought they, somebody said they were showing off something else at CES or something like that as well. Or maybe I was just confusing a bunch of stuff. It's been a very busy news week. They, the they did show week. off the uh, the the new what are they like side panels or something that you can buy. They showed off them at CES, I think. Maybe there was something else they showed. Anyway, Spider-Man 2, good choice. Uh, maybe it'll be on your best games you played, not from 2024. <laughs> there you go. Um, mine is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, there's just the last two months of this year. Too many good games that came out. And uh, fortunately, uh, Mirage just got pushed right to the edge, and uh, I did not get to it. I'm looking forward to to playing it. Jeff, what you got? Yeah, yeah well, in like the two seconds uh, I took to prepare for this. about this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing that came to mind was Alan Wake 2, even though I don't really love, uh, what is it, Remedy? Mm-hmm. Their games. But I was just like, ah, if I should have, just because it is, you know, supposedly one of the best games of the year. I- and you did like Alan Wake One. Yeah, I was a very different young boy back then, though. Yeah, I mean, it is a different, it is a different uh, style of game. He's changed so much since then. I, so I, I haven't liked anything like that control game that everyone was like goo goo gaga over. I was like, I played it, I played all the way through it, and I did not see um, what the big That's deal was. That's a shame. Was. I had a, I had a ton of fun with Control, but uh, Alan Wake's a little more. Less like super powery, that type of shit. Like you, you know, you you shoot guns in it generally, mm-hmm. just guns. Um, the the fun stuff in there comes more uh, in other things. So we'll, we'll, we will well, get into some Alan Wake I, stuff I, I at know, some point. I know some like some things about it, and the things that I know, I like sound like they would be annoying to me. But um, I'm put. That's my pick. Okay. Even still. <laughs> um. I think as a survival horror fan, you you would okay. dig it, but we'll see. All right. Uh, best game we played, not from uh, 2023. Tony? Uh, so before my kids decided to kidnap my Switch, I did get the opportunity to play all the way through uh, Pokemon Violet, uh, which was my first Pokemon game in a very, very long time. Um, I love the style of the new Pokemon games. It's really, really great. Um it's fun to catch the Pokemon. It's fun to have an open world and to actually see the Pokemon that you're chasing down. Um, I mean, it's just it was just a really enjoyable experience. So um, Pokemon Violet was pretty good. That was the one that came out last year or the year before? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the most recent one, yeah. yeah. Um, Earl, I don't see one on here for you. Did, did you have one that you yes, played from? and it's cheating, but... Uh, I'm thinking about it, and it makes sense for what I'm going to say. Yeah, but Halo Infinite, uh, I uh, think it's a good choice. I think I mm. mean I played the game before, but I played multiplayer, and they finally added co-op, so I was able to finally go through co-op with my friends, and it is actually a really kind of fun co-op experience. I will say one thing: as much as I love the grapple hook, is that Halo is still at its best when they give you really refined combat scenarios and i think those were the best part of the game is like when you go through those bases and you go through actual kind of missions and the open world stuff where you're just like eh, like yeah i can just kind of stand back here with like a, a, a sniper rifle a battle rifle a battle rifle and take out most of the enemies but the actual like 
actual like um bases and like you know what it used to were were really cool and it's again it's a really fun experience i think Halo has always been a great experience with friends so actually being able to have like that multiplayer and co-op experience this year really kind of made the game a bit more real to me i know chris and i have both gone back to it a lot and then they added firefight which i yes, think and that was a also, lot more yeah and then um, we played that and that was a ton of fun because it's also something you can play with your friends where like, i think we're all at the age now where we can't dedicate like you know 20 hours a week to pvp and yes. get really good at it yeah <laughs> and there's, there's get, no way if you got like an hour or two a week you don't want to like you know have your experience ruined by the fact like these kids are just sniping you before you even get remember what the buttons do Right, and they they all have the map memorized, and they, they yeah. know every hiding point. You're just they like know out exactly there. And, the weapon and we have experiences like that. <laughs> well, which is kind of what's kind of nice when they bring like the Halo Three maps back. Like, okay, I know this map. I know where to go. I know what to do. But if and, we don't have that, I just kind of die. And and you're right, Earl. We have had experience where we got experiences where we we stomp them. So that's yeah. true. That is true. Um, the matchmaking is pretty good in it. Um, Jeff, what you got? Well, the real answer is like Elden Ring or Vampire Survivors. It can be whatever you want. But, well, I think your game of the year from Action Counts is the best game you played this year. I mean, I played it this year. I know, but I'm just saying. Um, but or well, last year now, but uh. I'm going to go with that one that was like new to me, and that's uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, which I think we talked last week about this game, and I said that uh, <laughs> I was getting a little burned out playing these CRPGs or whatever, but yep. uh, I restarted it on the Switch and built myself a better team, and I'm having a blast with it. I'm as far, if not further, than I was on Xbox now on the Switch, and yeah, it's a really, really cool game. Nice. Good. I'm glad you are are enjoying that. We'll uh, we'll keep throwing these types of games at you. <laughs> See which ones. Yeah, work please do. You. Once I'm done with Divinity, have another one lined up for me. I love. But we it. do. We we have a list for you. Don't worry. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, uh, Tony. Time for for you to declare your strategy game of the year. Um, there's there's four things I see listed here. I yeah, don't know if you have more to list. I, I no, I, I I don't really because this was kind of like it was a great year for games. It was a down year for strategy games. There really weren't that many uh, like big ones. Um, I I think there there were a couple I was hoping would come out. Like Civ Seven is coming out at some point, whatever. But um, not really any of like the really really big ones. And the Age of Empires game that came out this year kind of sucked. And so or not Age of Empires, the um, Total War game that came out kind of sucked. And there was, there there were some others that were kind of middling. Um, but these these are the best of the pack. So um, Company of Heroes three I really enjoyed. Uh, I think the multiplayer community hated it but i really liked the campaign um being able to play through like a total war style world war ii game was really cool um uh jagged alliance 3 was a lot of fun that series has always been really good and it's been a while since they've had like a proper release um that game was 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 a ton of fun um i think war tales uh kind of came out of nowhere um and got a lot of props for um for for being an accessible like mercenary sim game um had a ton of fun with that one um and then i think um a game that i really 
think kind of changed how RTSs will probably work on console going forward. Um, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, um, which made it really easy to use uh, like AI to manage your empire in a way that uh, is not really easy to do on a console like it's easy to move villagers around and stuff when you're playing on pc you have like all your hotkeys and everything right uh, but it, it kind of made it easy to like manage all your villagers in a couple of button presses really quickly um so i really really enjoyed that one um if i have to pick one of those four games as the strategy game of the year though it's it's probably war tales um Company of Heroes 3 is kind of like a, a half. Like they're they're still like making major changes to it. Um but War, War Tales is fully baked. It's really cool. It's fun to put together your little band of mercenaries and take them through all these areas. Um it has a very like XCOMI feel where you're, you know, meeting your people, naming them, making them look a certain way, and then giving them jobs. And they're not just like those those jobs aren't just like okay you're you're a barbarian and you're an archer or you're a, like one of your guys is going to be the cook he's going to cook the meals for your guys one of the guys is going to like sew clothes one one of them is like a blacksmith who's going to like pound our so it's kind of cool that they they're not just like soldiers they all have like roles in letting this little band of guys survive and i think that's really cool what happens um, if like your cook dies uh, so other people can cook, um, but you'll have to like get a new cook. Just um, mm. go recruit somebody else. Um, but yeah, the, the and the cooks level up over time and you know get better at cooking. So if you're really like you know your cook is at a high level for a cook and he dies, that could be problematic. Got um, it. Because food is actually really important. You need to feed your guys all the time. And a lot of the a, a lot of the times you'll be going on missions to get money to buy food. Uh, so your guys don't like dessert. Because if you don't like feed them and pay them, they leave. <laughs> um, Makes sense. I was yeah. that easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I really enjoy War Tales. I think it's great. Um, do I need nice. to pick two? Do I need to pick two runners up? No, I think I think your okay. other. Uh... You have, you have three runners up there. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, all right. Um, well, let's let's get into it. Uh, first up here, best looking game. Just go hard right in. Um, Jeff looks in the mirror. Two dead twice. <laughs> oh, it is. I I must have missed that somebody wrote in Sp- <laughs> Spider Man Two, and then I was trying to fill in some of this. Shit. It looks it looks so good. It made the list twice. Yeah. It's because like you have those two separate things with with Parker and Morales. It's uh... um so six games here: uh, Spider Man Two, Alan Wake Two, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Final Fantasy Sixteen, High Five Rush, and the Resident Evil Four Remake. Um, anything yeah, here start... you guys feel strongly about? I was gonna start from the bottom, and as much yeah. as I enjoy Super Mario Wonder, and I do think it's a really pretty two D game. I don't necessarily think. I don't even think it's like the best looking two D game. Yeah, uh, not, it's certainly not the best looking two D game on this. Uh, I guess High Fire Rush isn't really two D, but yeah. the, like a lot of a lot of the scenes are flat, so it does seem two D. But um, visually, yeah, I get that. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll cross that one out. What else? What else here, Earl? You got another cut? Um, 
I, nothing else. I mean, I will just, I hate being, but I feel like Resident Again, I think Resident Evil looks really great, but I also, I just, I mean, I feel like it's it so looks easy like to Resident kind of, Evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, Resident Evil 4, it's a really good looking game that has really withstood this of time for 20 years. So, like, oh, we just made it shiny here. Yeah, it still looks good. Like, you can play Resident Evil 4 in the game, it still kind of looks really good. It's very shiny now, though. Like, very shiny. <laughs> Um, you can see yourself Jeff, in the any uh any any complaints about marking that off right now or i mean i think that would be my pick okay oh god. We'll, we'll hold it then. oh god oh god i mean it's I a just, very you know, good looking there's game. always one every year where jeff is like that would be my pick and i'm like <laughs> what on earth are you smoking i mean well, what it, like, it, it's... what is a good looking game like none of these other games i think look better than that <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> Like I mean, Hi-Fi Rush has a really interesting uh, visual yeah. style to it. Like it's a, it's stylistically the other the all the the other four on here are all they're all triple A aesthetic, right? Like, yeah, they're they're all some of the best looking games ever made. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, I think Resident Evil Four may um, benefit a bit from that because both Spider-Man Two, well, Spider-Man Two, Alan Wake Two, and Final Fantasy Sixteen all have like open world sections. They get a little. I mean, it's not always the yeah, best. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, actually, Spider-Man Two pretty much always looks phenomenal. Like every all the buildings all look great. Um like if you get up close on them, they're all highly detailed. But and not that Alan Wake 2 or Final Fantasy 16 aren't highly detailed, but they, they may reuse some assets here and there uh to to flesh some stuff out. Um but I think all all, all five of these games look great. Um is there there one here we would one or two here we would just chop off to to get us the three well i'm curious because i'm not really hard to defending final fantasy 16. Um, a very good looking game i mean as as tony said like these are some of the best games ever <laughs> i get that. I, ever just, like, I, didn't, I feel like i didn't just, hear anybody say, speak I think, for it yeah like, oh, i love it play that game i did we, we, we oh. talked about it back in june it came out may june um and it's visually stunning, especially uh, like all the the Eidolon fights, which are the big kind of like uh, kaiju fights that that you do, um, they're all visually stunning. But yeah, otherwise it kind of looks like Game of Thrones, the video game. So <laughs> I could see it being a little bit little bit generic here. So, uh, so maybe we cut that one. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I think it has to be Spider Man Two. Honestly, that game looks phenomenal in every aspect. Like I may I may have my issues with it otherwise, but God, the whole time it's like a feast for the eyes. Every single thing looks fantastic. Okay. Jeff's pick was Resident Evil 4. Um Earl, you got a pick here? Um, I wanted to go high fi rush, but I'm not gonna like fight tooth and nail for it. That's fair. Um let's let's cut Alan Wake 2. Um, I think it's a it's a great looking game, and like they do some really cool things visually with both uh, FMV transitioning into into actual gameplay, and then gameplay transitioning into FMV. Um, but like just from a like 
that's more of a, I guess, a technical feature in how it, it appears as opposed to actual visuals. Um, these are three really good looking games. <laughs> as much as I like Spider-Man 2, Tony, like visually, <laughs> I, and as much as I like Resident Evil 4, Jeff, I think Hi-Fi Rush has at least that, that visual, has like a visual distinction that is different this year. I mean, I would probably be more on board if I liked the game. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think like the way that like the animation, the, the way the animation works with the rhythm, because uh, everything is on. Beat, that is so that is true. That looks really, really, really cool. Like even if you don't like the gameplay, I think like it's visually impressive. Like just how the environment moves with the music. Uh, how the music I, changes. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I I will say, comparing that with Spider, like Spider Man, looks really great from a technical perspective. Yeah. But it's not art, right? Yeah. And I think that's the discussion we have every year. It's like, is it best graphicy or is it like best art design? And it's, uh, it's it's two halves of the same coin. And it's always kind of figuring that out. Like, what does like what looks stunning, but also kind of does something unique. Uh, Spider-Man is just replicating a small in New York City <laughs> in a very great detail. Um, I was going to say, it's just interesting with Hi-Fi Rush, because I feel like what Chris is saying is more of what the argument I'm going to make for the next category. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I, we're not going to come to a consensus here. but uh, well, I, gotta... I mean, I, I, I would submit to Chris's argument. I would. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was already back in Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. And then Sp- Spider-Man and, and Resident Evil... Yeah. for remake as our backups um all right best soundtrack score um here's our here's what we got here if you guys have anything else add them in sea of stars uh disney Speedstorm, hi-fi rush final fantasy 16 alan wake 2 and super mario brothers wonder okay um the only thing I would add really quickly, um, and it's not even my nominee, uh, not even my pick, but Tears of the Kingdom, because I think Breath of the Wild also did something. Like, it's not necessarily like big musical scores, but they do a ton of great work with like the ambiancing and setting the moods and like having certain enemies trigger certain sound effects. Like it's a very old school gaming, but I think it does it such a such a great way because the game is so quiet so often. Like when those moments kind of punctuates through it, it's really such a great design. As I, you can tell what's around you by just what's going on or what you're not hearing. But um, uh, like I said, what Chris's um, point from the last category, my pick would be Hi-Fi Rush because it is, one, it has a really amazing soundtrack. I also think one of the things they do, which I don't think we talk about because none of us are really into that scene, is like they do use licensed music sometimes, but they also have like a... I believe it's like a Twitch-friendly mode where you kind of get some generic music in that segment so that you don't get like practice and the audio is not muted. Um, so I think that's a really fun thing. But the fact of the matter is like the sound design is that game. That like that is how you do combat. That is how you you know like you don't have to do combat to that beat. It helps. Uh, it helps. You know, it helps with parries. It helps with defense. That's how you. That's how you traverse. It helps with like jumps and dashes and stuff like that. And like I like there are times where like if I'm having troubles with the game, I would just close my eyes and listen to the music, and then that would because like sometimes 
what you hear and what you see, your brain doesn't always match up or you know, there's a connect in the timing. Like sometimes I would just close my eyes and listen to it. And then they get that rhythm down because they, I'm ignoring the visuals and just hearing what the game's telling me to listen to. Earl's out here doing a like Jedi. <laughs> it's like it's playing blindfolded. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I mean, at some point they switch it up. Cause I think in the start of the game, it's like in four, four scores, which is like the. And then they start going. I'm sure you can't hear that on the, the whole point of a microphone. I can, I can hear it. But I, I, I like that like, they're like, okay, we're going to train you on this type of, you know, this, I forget the, I don't know music language well, but like, we're going to train you on this type of beat. Then we're going to change up the speed on you and then we're going to mix it up. And then like, you have to pay attention to the music and how it's actually um, constructed as well to kind of get really, you know, like good at the game, like really kind of engage and kind of start doing those combos and career moves that the game wants you to do. Um, question for you though, because I fully with you on sound design, but would you listen to the Hi Fi Rush soundtrack outside that, of the game? That, that is a good question. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily think so, yeah. but um, I'm not discounting like that. We sort of, I think your argument's great for it. It's just like when I think of this one, it's more like, would I want to listen to this kind of like outside of it? and and I guess I never, because I don't necessarily listen to a ton of video game music outside of video games. That's fair. Um, I, I like both Sea of Stars and Final Fantasy 16, but they are they are the soundtracks that you expect from that type of game. If that makes sense, so I think for me at least, I think we could eliminate those two. I don't think anybody else is going to make a a big push for them. Um. Unless Jeff, unless you really like the Sea of Star soundtrack, honestly, like looking at this list, I'm like, because yeah. all right, just first off, I don't think any like game soundtrack last year really like stuck in my head or or I thought you know stood out to me, you know, for for its soundtrack. But if I listened to them all, I probably would have would choose Sea of Star. Okay, I can I can <laughs> move back off of that. Me, I think Tears of the Kingdom, I actually don't like the music that Nintendo does for these new Zelda games. I think it's too um, too minimalist. Where's my big, like, themes, you know? You you want your big orchestral themes that they, they have in Sea of Stars and Final Fantasy XVI. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl said that wasn't his pick anyway. Yeah, and I just... I, I, and I get Jeff's point, which is what I'm saying. Like Zelda, especially in like, it's just too quiet. But like, I think the quiet because it's quiet, you get to, like this. Like I'm thinking more sound design than score, and because it's both soundtrack and score. But uh, yeah, I'm also just. But I guess I, I again not my pick. I just always want to bring that up because I do like what they do with it. But to your point, I also do miss like the big sweeping like you know scores and the different bosses of these giant. Yeah, it's like it's different, and but you have to get used to it. <laughs> the sound design is cool, and there are some like catchy tunes. Like when you get into certain fights, like when you fight like the big ass, I forgot what they're called, the Hinoxes or whatever. It's like do 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 do. Like it goes like it like it does start doing music, but uh, but again, I think those stand out because you don't have music elsewhere. <laughs> Well, there's like wow. always kind of music in the background. But yeah, but it's, like, but it's, it's like, so it's, subtle. It's, like it's, it's a note or video, two. It's video game elevator music. Yeah, but it's it's setting up. <laughs> like I, I get 
I totally hear what Earl's saying. It's just like you know, it it, it is cool sound design for sure. But, it, but, but again, it's just not I what guess, I want out of something. It, it's sound design. It's not a soundtrack that you would then listen to. Yeah. Again, it's also I was just I was more giving it recognition because it was not my pick. I'm not yeah, gonna. It's, it. I, I wrote it on there. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. What about Super Mario Brothers Wonder? Uh, there were some fun tunes in that. There's some fun tunes, and I mean, I think there are, I, and you know, one of the things, I mean, kind of like Hi-Fi Rush, there are certain levels, um, Mario's done this for a while now, but there's certain levels that is tied to the music, but I mean, I think, you know, it's early enough in the game, and I think if you haven't played it, it's, it's been around, but like, even the second level, when you get, you get the piranhas singing that little parade. Well, that's the thing that's coming to mind for me, and I can't remember, though, like, that, that's, like, when I saw this in this category, that's what I thought of was that. But I'm trying to remember if like the re- you know the music in general was like new and different, like the rest of the game was. It is. It's, or it's are we new. using Mario know. tunes that we know? No, they, I think it's all new. Like it's not even like it's not even like like there's a re- I mean it's Mario said so it's hints and references to the older ones, but usually those are like your break time rooms. But even I'm thinking like the Wonder Seed music, like that is uh, Wonderful Hour music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's actually a really good uh, melody. Uh, you know, usually out of it's the overworld, but I think again, I think the ones that would stand out is the Piranhas on Parade, probably the uh, Koopa Troopers Disco. I mean, like when and um and and the one the flowers themes I think are the big ones that stand out. And then of course there's like the levels where you hop on the beat and stuff like that. Those tend to stand out more for the frustrations they cause. But again, really decent music. Um, but like, yes, um. I guess uh, Mario one I would keep for now, but Disney okay. Speedstorm. Yeah, um, Disney Speedstorm soundtrack is great. <laughs> they take like classic Disney songs and they've remixed them um, into like a you know two minute because that's about how long the races take. Uh, these two minute like almost dance club themes that play as you're driving they're fantastic all of them everyone they've added this year has been phenomenal um i absolutely love the music that's in in disney speedstorm um i would leave that there for now um one that i think we can get rid of but i wanted to mention is alan wake 2 um i think that the soundtrack in general is fine there is a, a kind of a moment in that game though where they do an alan wake musical isn't there an actual See, band this, this, that they this have is why I, this is what you don't like about it well, that's, like one of things, it is that's one of the things i heard that was like a standout thing in the game I'm like oh my god fuck you uh, it's like, it's so uh, like when when you hit upon it and it just worked like you were going through you're going through set pieces of like somebody designing like an Alan Wake movie or something based on the first game. So you're going through these sets and in the background, there's a musical going on um, like a full rock musical with lyrics and, and back and forth dialogue. uh, Just like if you were to go see a play or something and it, it's such an interesting, um, visual and, and gameplay experience too. Cause like the, the music flows with the combat and like where you are in the level. Um, it's very reminiscent of the, the one, the one level uh, everybody kind of loved from control uh, that the, the music level there. Uh, that, that performance during the game awards, was that from the musical 
Fuck yes. Oh um, no. Fuck you. No, it was not from. It was not from no. the. It was from, it was the, from the game. But not, okay. of Asgore. There's a band called, and they're in the they're in the original game too, which I had forgotten about. Um, but there's this guy Thor and Odin. Um, they they play uh, some music, in a, in the game, and like music kind of features in both games a little bit. I think that's where the one from the Game Awards is. Um. But yeah, I don't I don't think it sticks here, but I, just like their use of music in in their games is I find very intriguing. Jeff is like fuck off. I <laughs> <laughs> um, feel like we're we're like we're we're we've hit like a we're like stalled on this category. And I don't feel super strongly. I guess like looking at what's what's left. For me, I guess I would go with Mario Brothers, even though like I can't recall anything other than the Piranha song. <laughs> it's, a couple, it's been a couple of months now, and, and like I do know, like I'm really good at noticing music in movies. And if music in a game stands out to me for sure, I would add it here. But I'm like, nothing last year was like, I don't know. You know, can we just give it to Sayonara Wild Hearts again? No, no, we can't. That was like three years ago. We can give that the best award uh, for music in a game from 2023 in 2024. I still listen to the music from that game. I still think those are like just wonderful pop songs. Uh, Anyways. Well, I'm on high five rush. So... And Chris, you said you didn't like the music in that, or uh, there's absolutely like I, I understand you Earl's like you, argument. Like you wouldn't there's, listen to it. You I wouldn't. There's yeah. absolutely nothing about it that I remember. Like I remember playing to the beat. Yeah, but I don't remember the actual music. Like there are tunes from Mario. I remember uh, Speedstorm. I remember even from Sea of Stars. Like they they do some uh, themes um, from the Messenger that I, I kind of remembered. And uh, but like none of the new themes really were were super intriguing to me. But like Hi-Fi Rush, I think musically, it, like the game is great musically. But I, I there's not anything that I can really point out and go, oh, that was definitely from Hi-Fi Rush. I think there was like a Nine Inch Nail song, but I don't even remember what that one was. Yeah, I don't know them well enough. Yeah, and, and the category is best soundtrack slash score. It's not best sound design. Yes, but I think it kind of goes hand in hand when it works in favor. It, it does not. Game. That's not. That's not what it says, Earl. But we don't have a best sound design category. <laughs> well, you should have added it. We could have put it in at any time for one game. Well, well, I mean, we well, I mean, we could have, we could have, nomi- we could have nominated Zelda for that one, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's something we we talk about for next year sound design because like i do think that they're different right i think like something like dead space belongs in sound design um but i wouldn't put it in like a best soundtrack area because uh the the sound design is all like ambient noises and creaks and groans and stuff then then fine i'm throwing my head to wonder okay so uh (laughs) seems like wonder is our winner all right (laughs) um i wish i could hear the sound one day, one day I'll be able to. If you could hit him playing it, they don't play it though. They're like, this game is too hard. Oh, okay. I'm like, well, they said Wonder was too hard. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, like there are probably parts that are challenging, but I didn't... They, they got through all the easy parts, and they were like, "Okay, we don't want to play okay. anymore." And you do need like a certain amount of like, what are they like the little little flower yeah. chips or whatever? That, to... that, I didn't think you needed all. I had so many of them, but <laughs> but. I was gonna say, to be fair to the game, like I mean, the amount you need is basically beat a Yafu, uh and find the wonder seed inside of it. Uh there are some challenges that are tough, though. That yeah, like, yeah. I, I could, I could, I could see like somebody that you know, if they're just trying to play through it real quick, and it's like, mm, no, this is too tough. Like, <laughs> but we, we'll we'll talk more about wonder, I'm sure. Next. As as time goes on, um, all right. Column F, game of the year in any other year. Okay, so I want to on this one because is the game of the year in any other year the fact that it's such a big year that any of these games are the standout, or is it so much that like the game of the? Year? I mean, I guess that's not even true because I don't necessarily know the consensus of game of the year here. So I wasn't it, sure. it, in my brain, funny about this is it's us admitting what we're not going to pick. For in, well, yeah. So in in my brain, this is how it works. It's it's a game that you don't think would be in contention for game of the year this year, that would have been game of the year or in contention for game of the year last year. That is how I or thought about it. One of those <laughs> shitty years was last year a shitty year. But last year was pretty shitty. Uh, the did I say that? And I, and again, I don't. And I'm not saying this is mine. It's like because it starts off with Tears of the Kingdom, which I do think is a contender for Game of the Year. I, right? I, I, about it. Like, I get it. I get it because for me personally, it's not my Game of the Year. No, it's not my. It's not my. You would say I don't. I don't think any of the four of us have it as Game of the Year. I don't think it's a contender for our show Game of the Year. But if it had come out last year, it I mean, might have been our me. Game of the Year. It would have been mine <laughs> easily. Whoa. Well, Elden Ring was like Elden Ring came. Oh, out never mind. It went about yeah. So that's but, not a shitty year. What are you? What are you but, talking about? But I think like it, the Years of like, Witness came out or something. Then, yeah. then my Tears of the Kingdom. There you go. But like t- Tears of uh, Starfield. Starfield's a great game. I think it does some really cool stuff. It's our first Bethesda game in a long, long time. It's not good enough to be up in that tier with the other games. But last year would have been wow. up for discussion. It barely but made my top ten. <laughs> So are are it's are we though, saying that, are we are we saying that the games on this list from us because this is our our awards are yeah like these these games are not going to be our game of the year. Well, that's that's, right. that, that's what I that's what I want to carry you on because I didn't right. know if it was like oh it's a game that's so good that like in any other year this would be a no brainer right. <laughs> and not necessarily like oh like next week we're just gonna swipe these four games I'm not gonna make this right. at all. Um, I mean, I'm sure, and 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 to the point, how we do it is like they probably they, they will probably make the top five on um the top five on the overall list. At least two of these, I think. So anyhow, I don't but think I, I'm not one sure of about one that. of them might, but I don't think. Mm, yeah, I, I I don't know, Earl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. And, and my list isn't finalized yet, but I, mine, I isn't, still... my, mine isn't either. I haven't started that, but that's why I was also just like, I didn't want to say, like, but I'm, I mean, just to, I mean, I guess we could also name the games of this category now since we've talked about I it. Mean, I mean, I'll say this. I was going to add some more. Joking. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 
I'm not going to because but the answer for me is obviously Zelda. Like yeah. from this category, like yeah, there's other ones too that I, I think are really great games that just had too much competition this year. But Zelda was the one that like it's a great game, and you know me, like Zelda's my favorite series. But it just doesn't stack up to some of the competition this year. Yeah. Well, okay. In my head, and this is, and I didn't add this, but in my head, the games I was thinking of that came to mind for this category: Hi-Fi Rush, yeah, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, yep, no, and no, Final Fantasy no. 16. And that I think those would have been like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, how did I miss I, when you all played Final no, Fantasy 16? I, 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 I'm not saying I played Final Fantasy 16. I'm saying that. I think Final Fantasy 16, like just being Final Fantasy is always in the contendership, but I feel like that game kind of came and went because it was just like we went over ASCII. It came on this like nebulous of like, Yeah, but the only thing is Chris played through it and didn't enjoy it, and he kind of yeah. swore a bunch of like, so I, I don't know that that one is no, necessarily. But, it's, so, it's not but as like Hi Fi Rush, I think for a lot of people, like I, 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 didn't, I didn't love it so much, but for you, for, for yeah. instance, like if that had come out last year, like it would have been up at the top of your list and maybe it's at the top of your list this year, but yeah, it was, it would have been a, like, it would have been worth discussing as a game of the year type yeah. game. I think when I played it in January, I was like, yeah, this you know, game of the year is kind of settled in January and then 11 months happened and that game is like, you were great, but there's so much more behind you. That came out, but no, those you know, are, like, but because like, we went over last week, like Jedi Survivor came out, and it's like, right, that game came out this year. It did. People enjoyed it, but it's like it's completely forgotten. And like the original was a game of the year contender. Um, I can tell you that none of these three, well, one might make my top ten. One of them. Uh, I did not play Tears of the Kingdom. So. I just say, I tell you one that on here that's gonna work. So like, two, two, two might make my top ten. Now. Um, but yes, yeah, so, like I said, Hi-Fi Rush and Star Wars Jedi Survivor were the ones that came to my mind because I feel like those would be games that Hi-Fi Rush we'll talk about. I mean, that's obviously on my list, but I feel like Jedi Survivor is one of those games that we talked about last week. Like, oh right, that came out this year. I think maybe not game of the year. I think Diablo Four is kind of in the same boat where it's like Diablo Four has its own problems, but again, I feel like those are games that. I, I guess the, how I think of it in my head is like, oh, I was just it, gonna say it, Earl. Like for me, it would probably like another one would be Diablo Four. Diablo Four was my game of the year for a very, very long time. I know no one else agrees with me here, but I, I fucking loved it. I mean, I think we could we could add it to this list here. Like, it's but at the end of the day, my final yeah. answer is Zelda, and that's that's the one I think. Like. Yeah, no, I I agree with Jeff. Like, if Zelda had come out well, last year, I am certain, I am absolutely certain, it would have been our show game. Well, and 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 you, oh, you actually you, played some you of this even, one, Cody, you, right? you liked Tears of the Kingdom. I right? I, I played through it. I thought it was great. It was awesome, and yeah. I didn't enjoy the first one. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And if it had come out last year, Chris, you'd have probably played it. True. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at our top ten from last year. It's it's, it's, it's sparse, it's pretty, man. Yes. <laughs> like Earl has Gotham Knights on his at number ten, <laughs> which I did pay two hours. Like that was a game that I played. <laughs> yeah, I think that was kind of where you were. Where this year it's like, what are you? What are you knocking off? Um, but no, I I would back Jeff. Um, with um, Tears of the Kingdom as well. I mean, Conan's Fate is Fate. I don't even think it's the best Switch game Nintendo released this year, which is probably heresy. But I mean, I think. 
I mean, I I don't know just throwing on Pikmin four, but I mean, I've had more fun with Wonder, which is a different experience, but um, a really great one too. Um, Wonder's fantastic. Um, and maybe at some t- some point I will play Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> maybe just maybe. not in the next week. Uh, all right. Uh, Impasse game of the year. Yeah. Uh, we evidently didn't do November or December. I don't really remember what came out in either of those months for that, but we have 10 games here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hi-Fi Rush in January, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition in January, also in January, so we had two there. Um, <laughs> Merge and Blade in February, MLB The Show 23 in March, Loop Hero in April, Cassette Beast May, The Bookwalker June, Exoprimal July, Sea of Stars, August, Starfield, September, and Forza in October. Um, I think there's there's three that kind of stand out here. Three or four. I mean, I guess for me, there's two. So, so Hi-Fi oh. Rush. Yeah. A sea of Stars. And and Starfield is the and other Starfield. one. Starfield, yeah. I, like I, in I, terms I, of what was on Game Pass. Yes, yeah. I was going to go with Exo Primal, but I know you folks don't know what Exo uh, I, I mean, I had fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know if it's quite. I don't think it's. it's I based on Tony's reaction, it, it's not going to go far. It's. It's like it was. It was nice to have some multiplayer game to play for a little while, but damn, I would not like recommend it for anything. There's just no way. <laughs> um, I don't think Starfield wins this. I don't know about how you guys feel. I, I think uh, either Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Stars. I, I think if you I were both better games. If you were to pick the game that generated the most conversation about Game Pass and was probably best for Game Pass in general, it was probably Starfield. Yeah. But I think I think those uh, those other two games are better. Like they're 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 better conceived. They're all all the way through. They're they're harder to nitpick. Like there are so many things about Starfield where you're like, why did they do it that way? Uh, yeah. Those other two games, you're just you're not doing that. The only the only caveat to see stars, which I think is what we probably end up with, is the only reason I would disqualify it is because it was also a PlayStation game at the same time. I mean, I'm fine uh, with it not winning. I think I think it. I think it. No, I'm just like, like but I I do think yeah. of the. I like, I mean, why would that disqualify it? Because it's not a Game Pass game at a moment. But it was a Game Pass. Game. It was on Game Pass. Well, that that doesn't. That logic doesn't, doesn't float here, Earl. <laughs> and and for what it's worth, it's far and away my pick. Okay. Uh, no, I was gonna back Sea of Stars too. I mean, I tell you, I'm high on high on Hi-Fi Rush, but I think Sea of Stars, especially for somebody who does not a classical or think classic old school RPGs, I think they do a lot to really make it engaging and fun. And um, you know, news came out today that Nintendo's dropping Golden Sun on the uh, Switch NSO next week. And like those kind of had that spirit of like, yes, you have these abilities, but you can also do really fun and creative stuff with it on the overworld to create these puzzles in the dungeon, which is just not like, navigating this space. So yeah, see you stars. All right. Um, with a uh, Hi-Fi Russian and Starfield backing it up. Uh, what died in 2023, guys? <laughs> so much. Um, so I, think I think there's a clear winner here, but let me read clear, them off. I was going to say, there's a clear winner. I think it was a really back and forth year until like December, and then the, the winner came. But Yeah, I, I, I was looking at the list earlier today, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, how is this not on here? And I just put it on, and I think that's clear. Yeah. Anyway. 
Go ahead. Um, Stadia in January. Marvel's The Avengers uh, in September. Rumbleverse in February. Apex Legends Mobile in May. Knockout City in June. Crossfire X in May. Lemonist Gate in July. Madden, just as a franchise, I think it's dead. Uh, I think that might be why it's on here. And um, E3. <laughs> E3. <laughs> I mean, I think it's E3. Yeah. I mean, not think well, it is E3. I mean, like, I it may have been, like, the last shuddering gasp of E3. Like, E3 has probably been terminal for a very long time, but it finally expired. Like, the EMTs came in, they called it, they, they gave it, like, time of death and everything. Uh, E3 is finally X's eyes and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very E3. I just want to, you know, pull, pull one out, because I actually... <laughs> this game as well but knockout city was a ton of fun <laughs> and it was just this shame that ea didn't know how to make it work uh because i mean the idea of like a pvp dodgeball game is kind of nifty and it was you know it was, it was quaint it was cool so but yes this is scary e3's year to win which is a sad <laughs> thing to say sorry e3 <laughs> sorry. i mean it's is it is it that bad though i mean at, at some I've, point things like this like you move on it's it's E3's time in the sun has gone. Like the world doesn't work the same way that it did no, and they when never E3 evolved was big. To... And and, and even if that. they had evolved, like what are they going to evolve to? Like that sort of platform just doesn't work anymore. Well, again, I think there was it worked for me. Offer. Yeah, which but is great, you... but it didn't work for like Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo. It didn't work for the companies. Like. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Jeff. It worked for us as fans. Like, I think it's a great thing. Like, you know, four days of just highly concentrated game news where we could just, like, you know, on one or two of those days, it's all the press conference, you get all the big announcements. It was an event, you know? It was yeah. fun. It was... But and Nintendo's then... like, oh, at any time I want, I can put out a video and get get to actually even more people than I could before this with this stupid E3 thing. I and, mean, and tell them exactly what I want to say in exactly the way I want to say it, and then be done. Yeah, but case in point, like, Microsoft announced something for next week. They have all of next week to themselves for that hype, uh, where they show off Indiana Jones and some other stuff. And it's like, yes, yeah. they don't need to wait until June <laughs> to like, oh, we have to wait until June. And like this, it's like, no, we can do it next week, and you folks are going to be fine. Nintendo, I'm sure, going to have something in February. Sony will have something. Um, but even more than that, I think part of it was that E3, um, and it, again, this is on them, this is on the companies, whatever, never evolved to be a like home show. Like, I mean, Microsoft tried it, and I think Microsoft was the closest ones, where it's like, okay, we'll have a, you know, like E3 at home where you can download demos of games and stuff like that. Like At some point, if you have the avenue, people have the internet, it shouldn't be like, oh, we're going to show you all these great stuff that you can't touch for two years. Where it's like, okay, give us like something to take home. Uh, Microsoft did that. Nintendo did it a bit because Nintendo used to have like, I think you go to, like Best Buy, Walmart, and Target or whatever, and they'd have like the kiosk with like the demos from E3 that you could pay for like a week or two. Um, but like, yeah, I think that's part of what you evolve in because it's like E3. There was two parts of E3. E3 was the press conferences we saw, but it was also three days of like in-person demos and hands-on yeah. meetings. That like, that part was like E3 Nintendo press conference usually was Tuesday at noon. That'd be over, and like the rest of us is like, oh, E3 is done, and that's technically when it actually started. And I think like, that was the divide; they never really connected the two. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the point at which 
they started would would talk to the news outlets who would then disseminate the information to us. We don't need them anymore, though. Like social media and all these outlets, like they can all reach us directly, and that's kind of where E three falls short. Like it was a great presentation; they would present to all the outlets. They could bring the information back. E three would be, you know, covered by actual news, but like that stuff is a middleman at this point. Like when they can start sending things to us directly, that that all becomes really irrelevant to the actual publishers who are putting this stuff on. Um, I I agree with Jeffo. I will miss it. Summer Games Fest. Yeah. It, it was cool. It, uh, it's not the same, and it was always cool to like rank the presentations and like you would hear announcements of things that you, you like that that stuff was all fun. And now we have like Keeley. Yeah. And yeah, anything I mean, that gives us more Keeley, I'm I'm against. I, I, I think we said during the first summer Game Fest, uh, and even without that, Brendan, like there is something to be said about like having a concentrated three or four days of like mm-hmm. you're gonna get a bunch of news instead of like spreading. Like again, Microsoft's doing something next week. Nintendo's doing something probably in the month that that Sony might do something in March. That does Capcom's probably gonna do something. Konami's, you know, whatever. And, like the fact that like, it's all disjointed. Like, you know, I, I've never done that, but I know people would like take off E3 weeks that they can binge on the press conferences. Like, you know, they asked for years and Sony was like, do the press conferences, you could go to the movie theaters. Like, that stuff is nifty. And I feel like you don't necessarily get that when it's like spread out wherever. And you tend to keep that stuff closer to your chest and like, oh, we're going to do something. We have to know a week out and not like four months in advance. All right. Well, E3 is our winner of what died in 2023. I don't know if that's the winner, but um, it it is the the recipient of the, the yellow highlight. <laughs> it died in 2023. <laughs> um. All right. Next up, best character. Um. All right. We got Garl from Sea of Stars. We got a. Am I saying it's Astarian? Astarian. Yeah, Astarian. Yeah. Baldur's Gate three. Uh, Scuba Steve from Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Shadowheart from Baldur's Gate 3, and uh, the dog from Pikmin. No, that's, that's not even a character. I, I found him delightful. The, do- the dog is delightful. It's delightful. very cute, but it's not <laughs> yeah, like a character. <laughs> like, what's the, the dog's dog character awesome. arc? Tell me how the dog grows as the game goes along. Go, yeah. You, you add to his stats. Yeah, but like from a personal perspective, um, maybe something happens with him. You don't know. You didn't beat it. Uh, I have watched that entire game <laughs> several times. But there, there's no, there's no story arc for the, for the dog. <laughs> there's, there's really no story in the game at all. It's kind of very thin. Like calling the dog a character, like it's cute. I agree that the it's dog, cute. Dog but it's is not a, cute. Like it's not character. cutest character though. Jeff. It's not cutest character. That's okay. Probably, I'm uh, pretty sure he had a name too, or something. But it, it, it definitely <laughs> yeah. has a name. But the fact that you can't remember it is. Uh... All right. Um, so which Baldur's Gate character are we giving? Actually, no. I think Carl <laughs> has a has a. You know, Carl. I, I'll need you guys to explain Astarian and Shadowheart to me because, like, sure. I'm still very early in that game. But like, Garl, I think has has for me, was the best story of the year. Well, I, like, I did not reach the end of Sea of Stars, so I don't know how it plays out with Garl, but he gets put through a ton of misery. And, and then... I, at, at, you can uh, say he's it. Not a quest, he, he's not a quest. Person. He should 
be on. He's not supposed to be there. Exactly. That's... He's on this quest. He shouldn't be on. And he he sacrifices himself for his two friends who are the superheroes in the game. And uh, he gets like roughly 24, 48 hours to make this big, like basically he can cook w- one giant meal one last time and he uses the volcano to do it before he dies. And then everyone is sad because there's a fucking funeral in the middle of the game. It's very sad. Um, <laughs> Garl is phenomenal, though. He goes through all this hardship, and he is always so fucking earnest and optimistic, and he's just a lovely, lovely character. Yeah, I liked him. You know, my time I spent with him, I did. I did. Yeah. You know, he was a highlight of that game. Um, I'll briefly, I don't think Scuba Steve is going to win here, but we only had two characters previously. <laughs> and I was like trying to, like, I, honestly, I was like trying to think, like, who the fuck else is good this year? And the one I came back to was Scuba Steve. He is like a very minor character. He's like this fisherman that you'll meet up randomly with on the in the open world areas. And he'll tell you like fishing stories and they get more and more outlandish every time you meet up with them and he goes and gets a fish. And as he as he gets these fish, they end up added into your fish tank back in in your bar. Um, but I found him to be quite enjoyable. Um, he's like like little, he's tiny, like Babu Frick was in a uh, Rise of uh, Rise of Skywalker. So um, uh, he's, he's he's amusing, very very amusing. But I don't I don't think he holds here with the other ones. But I was just using him to fill out. Tell me, tell me about Astarian and Shadowheart. I, I know who both of them are. I don't know why they're here, though. Jeff, do you want to go? I, I think you should take Astarian at least, because I, 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 like I put it. Yeah, I put Astarian on this list. So he is the um, vampire who you discover at night one time is a vampire. Um, he has gone through a lot. Um, his arc really comes down to him deciding whether to sacrifice his entire family for ultimate power or like if he really wants to be a good person um and you could actually force him one direction or the other i don't think it's just his family though like it's it's, it's like it's, 7, it's, and it's all these like innocent yeah they're, they're, yeah yeah um it's it's a really i i have never had like a such a stark choice we're like, oh, you can sacrifice all these like children vampires to yeah. make him like a vampire god. Um, and I, I would never have considered this, but I saw it. Jeff, you did it, right? I did do it in my first playthrough. <laughs> it wasn't worth it because you become a vampire ascendant, which like gives you like one other like move you could do. It was, it was just like, all right, I would have rather chosen like a good path. But it was, it was neat, you know, see him fucking become godlike and. Everyone fucking dies, and yeah, but, <laughs> Jeff but he's a, it as he's, transactional. Yeah, but he's a <laughs> fun character. He's very like uh, sexy and very flirty, and like scamp. You know, he he's is. a little rascal. Yeah, he's, he's the dude that like pulls a knife on you immediately, right? Like he he attacks you after you get off the. He'll the always tell you. He'll always tell you like the most selfish thing that you could do. <laughs> Yeah, like absolutely. that's what we should do. You know what I mean? Like it, it, he's fun. He's a fun character, no doubt. Um, and what about Shadowheart here? I just thought Shadowheart had the best story in the whole game. 
like, uh, and I don't know if you guys are like want me to say it or whatever, but she, she has, uh, like, she is a acolyte to like a god of like sorrow and suffering, <laughs> and it it kind of like her. She has a whole like possible redemptive arc that's really really cool uh, if you go down that path. Um, and the things that happen with her family. That guy, it's, it's really hard to yeah. describe what's cool about her story arc with like without spoiling the whole thing. Yeah, so I don't know if you want us to say it, Chris, because like that's kind of it. I mean, if like if you are like, yes, she should win. Like, I probably should know. <laughs> I I think like I kind of like Asterian as a character more. Like Shadowheart's a little generic. Like I feel like I've had those characters in games before. Shadowheart, to me, it's it's about it's about her story. Like yeah. I, that was like the story I connected with in the game, yeah. and, and it was like kind of the heart of the game to me. Like yeah, but I, like I felt when I beat her, like you know, storyline, beat her boss, I was like, I don't give a fuck about saving the rest of the world. At least I saved her, you know. Like, um, so yeah, and I yeah, again, I don't know if I should speak on it or not. I don't know if Chris. Yeah, there, there's there's a point, and I, and I think I mentioned this on the show early or previously that um, there's a fight at the end of her arc that's really really difficult. Yes, um, and there's a move that she can use once per game. So if she yes. uses it, she could ever she could appeal to her god and do something. <laughs> And like I felt that that moment in her story was so important and so interesting that I have to use this move you used now. It, yeah. Um, I actually, so. in my second playthrough, was able to get through, and I want to add this to the best boss fight, but I can't remember the boss's name. But it's uh, not real. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. But on my second playthrough, I did not. I, I did have to use her move to get through it on the first playthrough. I was just so fucked. Uh, on my second playthrough, I just kept dragging because, like, it, there's a really long hallway you go down, like, uh, like yeah. stairs that you go down to get to the fight, and I like kept everyone way back. Like, you you could back up like I don't know, like like a hundred feet up these stairs, and I just dragged enemies through like walls of fire, and then, you know what I mean. I just kept backing up up the stairs and like laying out like area effects for them to fucking walk through and I got through it on my second playthrough without doing that which is good because I ended up having to use her ability somewhere else <laughs> um, but yeah it is really like that's another great thing about her like it's not a character thing or anything but it's just like you have a character that has like a fucking like get out of jail free yeah, card I mean, I mean I think that's that, part of that's part yeah. of the character right like if, if like yeah. they have this thing that like that's what makes them them um, and they, but like, no. it's just so neat that it's like it's a one-time use. Like, yeah. so you better fucking really think about when you want to use it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, like I don't know, man. Like I kind of lean towards Shadowheart, but like I get it, I get Asterian. Like, yeah, and I'm not gonna argue against it. So, well, I mean, I kind of feel like we need to pick Carl. <laughs> that way, we don't have to choose between these two. <laughs> Sure. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> um, so we'll do we'll do Garl as the winner here, unless Earl has a uh, objection. And Asterian and Shadowheart as the backups. Yeah, I got nothing in the next two category. <laughs> All right. Um, Garl, best character for 2023, best boss fight. Uh, Corsica in High Five Rush, the World Eater in Sea of Stars. The Grim and Baldur's Gate 3, 
Mr. Negative and Spider-Man 2 and the brain in Baldur's Gate 3. Um, Earl, do you remember the Corsica fight? I do not remember bossing down. This okay. is one of my fatal So, so th- this, uh, th- this one, and this was like, this was the first one I added on here, like back when we kind of like, it was what inspired me to put this, this entire category in. Um, all high fire rush is all about timing, you know, your attacks through the beats. Uh, Corsica, you can't attack her at all. So it's all about, uh, parrying and dodging to the beats. And, uh, it just it plays just very differently than the rest of the game, and it's really, really cool because it has so much personality, like the dialogue and stuff that comes through as you're doing it because he's frustrating. Uh, Chai is frustrating Corsica by dodging and not attacking her, and she's getting more and more, um, more and more angry with him, and as such, her attacks are getting more and more complicated, so you have to uh, dodge and, and parry uh, quicker, and you have to remember the combinations they're giving. It's just a really neat uh, conceptual boss fight that plays to the rhythm. Uh, the World Eater is the f- is actually after the final boss, um, and this one is just really cool because you, you beat the final boss, which is a normal fight, you know, with your three party members out there and the the turn based combat, you know, that that type of thing, and then. Then you find out that uh, there's this thing that's going to destroy the entire world, and the two main characters, they turn into balls of light. And the game all of a sudden becomes a um, bullet hell shooter. Oh, God. That's (laughs) a change. Yes, like it goes from an RPG to you having to, you have basically two spaceships or two orbs that can fire off uh, attacks, and then they can power up for a super attack between the two of them. And you have to fight this giant, like, <laughs> menacing snake thing that can eat planets. And you have to take out each bit by bit. And each each uh, piece of this snake has more and more complex attacks. It's really neat. Um, the other one I have on here is Mr. Negative. Um, it, that's uh, Martin Lee. If, uh, I believe he was in the first Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, that ends up killing... Uh, Miles' dad. Uh, he's in he's in Spider Man Two, and you end up fighting him uh, in an arena uh, that that Craven has kind of fabricated for you. You fight uh, him as Miles, and the first part of it is standard boss fight fare. But then Mister Negative, about halfway through the fight, he like takes you to inside him. He takes you to the negative realm, and everything goes like a it's that like high contrast where everything is like black and white and all looks like an x-ray and the boss fight doesn't necessarily become about fighting Lee. It becomes about fighting miles own demons and his, his uh, guilt that he has over um, his father dying. Um, even if it was at, at Lee's expense, like it's like super neat the way they do it. And it just becomes this, a. Uh, Kind of emotional roller coaster as Miles, I thought was was really neat. Tell me about the Grim and the Brain, guys. So I added the Grim. I I think it's, in my opinion, the most interesting boss fight in Baldur's Gate Three. Um, it's basically you 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 end up in this 
vault where they can make really advanced weapons. Um, and when you try to use the device that makes the weapons, it unleashes this giant uh, iron uh, golem-type thing uh, that is impervious to most uh, weapons of any kind. Um, except that the thing that makes the weapons is a giant hammer. Um, and you have to trick this guy into walking under the hammer so that you can pull a lever and whack him with it. Um, the problem is that, like, you can only whack him with the hammer if he's superheated, which means that, like, the entire floor ends up covered with the lava, which melts the metal, which helps create the weapon, um, but also weakens him so that you can actually damage him with this giant hammer. Um, but as soon as you pull the hammer, all the lava gets drained out. Uh, so you end up in this weird combat where you're trying to, like, fill the flo floor full of lava um, while simultaneously trying to trick this practically um, invincible thing to walk under this thing just by, like, whacking him with a bow. Because he'll chase after the last guy who hit him. It's a really interesting, interesting boss fight um, that I thought was one of the best in the game. That's neat. Yeah, Jeff, I'm I'm guessing you added in the brain. Yeah, it's the final boss. Uh, so I mean, I, you, you I can explain it. it. It's fine. Yeah, you're trying to get across this battlefield, which is a giant brain. Spoilers: It's a giant brain that's the bad guy in the game, and um, you have to get one of the characters, a specific character, to the crown of, of that's on top of this brain. And you have to, like, protect them for, like, an entire turn. So, like, all these other enemies are up there you're fighting with. Uh, and you have to protect this guy from... So he could, like... It takes him, like, a full turn of everyone getting to go do their shit. Uh, for him to, like, pull off this move he has to do on the crown. Meanwhile, all along, since it's the final boss fight, any allies you know, throughout the entire game, you're making allies, you're making choices, and these people, you know, they always say, like, I'll be there for you at the end, blah, blah, blah. Well, you could call on them at will throughout this fight. So any allies you've made, you could call on at will throughout the fight and, like, keep adding to the battlefield so it just gets crazier and crazier. Um, and then after all that, if you're able to protect, protect this guy for an entire turn, you get to go inside the brain, and then at that point, it's just it's just like a formality. It's just you're there to beat the shit out of it. Uh, I don't know. I just I liked the boss fight the first time. The second time, I was just like, yeah, I think this might be my favorite. Like, there's a lot of like memorable like big boss fights in that game, and I th I think that like somehow they s did they did save the best for last. I think it's just also just because it's like a. Like a cumulative, a cumulative thing. Like it's like everything is built up to this, and now you get to call on all these people that you've helped for the last seventy hours or whatever. Pretty neat. Um, maybe other like RPGs do this too, but whatever. Oh yeah, they I, do. I, 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 and I, like it, it, what you're describing reminds me of the end of Dragon Age Origins, where you spend the entire game like helping all these people, and then you end up in this boss fight at the end against this yeah. shocker giant dragon. Um and and everybody you've helped as the game has gone along hops into this battle all at once and it's just like a litany of of, of all of that it's it's just super cool 
Yeah. It's like it, it, I love endings like that. Like uh, Mass Effect is the same. It's thing. Just like everything's coming to a head, and yeah, it's yeah. Just, I don't know. It's cool. Um, and honestly, if I like saw <laughs> these, you know, these categories before going into this, I would have put more thought. And like, there were like, I thought you know the final boss of Mario Wonder was neat, and you know, I'm sure other you know maybe there was a boss in Pikmin near the end, like post game that if I was neat. But nothing would have like to me Baldur's Gate three in general had the best boss fights and this was probably <laughs> again, there's that one that you, we just talked about uh in the previous category where you, I had to drag him up the hallway. Pretty memorable, but uh the final boss for me is just like, yeah. It's a, it's just a game doing like a victory lap, just being like, Yeah, we know this game kicks ass. Here's another kick ass link. <laughs> All right, so Earl, since you had no say, what's the, what's the winner here? <laughs> oh yes, that's that's exactly how I'm gonna pick it. Um, you folks can fight this out among yourselves. I'm here taking a break. Um, <laughs> I, I'm honestly I'm fine with anything here. So if you, you I'll, guys, I'll support I'll support Jeff on this one. Okay, do the brain. All right, the the brain is uh, the best boss fight. I think it has a more formal name. It's either Nether Brain or Elder Brain or whatever the fuck, but who cares? The brain. Yeah, I'm going to try my best to keep track of those. And uh, in the brain, we'll go with the Grim. And then what's our what's our third here? I think the third is up to you. Yeah, I, I can't think what I heard about Mister Negative, but what was that, Earl? I said I heard I heard what I heard about Mister Negative, but um, it's up to you. Yeah. No, I mean, if like you, you feel that, that that sounded good, then we'll go with that. I like all three of those boss fights. So, um, all right, um, best trailer, Jeff. Tell us about Lords of the Fallen because that's the only thing here, and I've already golded it. So. It wins. I don't know, dude. This is the whole reason I came up with the category because I thought that trailer like so sold the game. You know, it's like, the first half of it is just kind of cutscene bullshit and you know fantasy bullshit. And then once they get into the play, they start playing, uh, I forgot what it is, it's some Iron Maiden song, but it's just like, this badass metal song, <laughs> and you're just seeing like all sorts of like epic fucking boss fights and shit, it just like got you, it got me so pumped to play this game, and, like, be like, oh my god, did they actually make like a Dark Souls ripoff that is like decent, and uh, they did in my opinion, uh, but yeah, uh, go watch that trailer. Oh, That's amazing. So, so Lords of the Fallen wins the inaugural Best Lords of the Fallen trailer award. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sweet. Um, I mean, we, as Earl said, next week we have a uh, we have uh, the first first event of the year with Microsoft. So I'll start filling in trailers as we well, see. That's something to keep like like Earl's just said. Like you know, I I want to keep the best boss fight category around. And it's like, yeah, as you're going through the year this year. Like keep that in mind. Keep best trailer. Like what trailer got you the most hyped, or whatever you know. Yeah, I think for stuff like best character and 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 other stuff like that, like it's probably good for us to write it down as we play it, yeah, so that, that we remember it. Um, so I'll I'll open up a 2024 game of the year nominations. All right, <laughs> next week. Um, but let's move on to uh, Best dis- we just have it as disappointment. It's not best disappointment. <laughs> <It's just laughs> <makes sense. laughs> um, disappointment. Uh, 
NBA 2K24, Redfall, Wild Hearts, and DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing. Uh, let's see. Oh, and Zelda. What? Well, okay. Right I did not here. write that. Who wrote I, Zelda? I feel it's Jeff. Um, it was disappointing. There was nothing disappointing about it. I okay, and again, maybe I I feel like I maybe misremember this. I feel like this, I thought this was more of a personal choice. We just kind of go with like because I yep. yeah because I put Redfall. I didn't. I've never. I didn't play Redfall. Um, but as I, you shouldn't. What what we'll, we'll, here we'll do this then. And since Jeff added Zelda, I think we're good now. I think we okay. all have a choice here. And actually, let's. What I will do afterwards, I'll move it over and we'll gray it so it's just a joint one. So, Tony, tell me about NBA 2K24 do and why I have you were so that disappointed. Fucking game. Uh, I I love, and I, and I talked a lot about NBA 2K23 and how much I loved it and how they had this awesome story with all these great characters at a great city that you did all this stuff to go out and conquer and like all that was cool. And then he opened up this year's game and there was nothing. And I don't understand how there was just nothing. It, uh, there, there's like a cutscene with you and your dad as you walk into your first NBA game. There was no like every other NBA 2K game has had this like um, ramp up where you're like you take your player through his college experience, or you take him through the G League, or you take him through like a high school championship or something. This game, it literally just opens up. It throws you on the NBA court. It's like good, congratulations, rookie, go play. And you you didn't have to earn your playing time. Like, it automatically puts you as, like, the top player on your team. So you weren't, like, striving for it. It was just so stupid. I don't I don't understand why they did the mode this, this way. It didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I think it ruined the experience for me entirely. I have hardly played any NBA 2K this year because of it. It just killed it for me. All right. Earl, talk about Redfall. Well, like I said, I have not played Redfall, but um, Redfall. I mean, I've I've explained this on the show before, um, especially since the pandemic. There's always games that me and my friends uh, will pick up and play together. Um, game Pass is easy. It's a game we don't have to invest in. And um, Redfall, when it was announced, was one of those games that it very much um, had the vibe and look of something like a Borderlands, which I do love playing with people, and um, it, you know, had a second show, and I'm like, okay, there's still hope. You know, it has some sense of unique characters. And then the game came out, and I installed it, and I think I got one or two friends to get installed it. And then we just were like, oh, I, I mean, the review, it was not even the reviews. It was just like seeing the game in action and seeing people actually play it and just being like, it sat on my Xbox. I mean, it sat on my Xbox for like six months. Not six months. I think I deleted it. But probably four or five months where I'm just like, do we want to play this? And like for that time, I could not convince anybody to play it because they were just like, I don't think this is a this is going to be a good use of our time. And we played a lot of... Um, and it was... And I think I said this on the podcast. I even started it up once and they were like, you have to create an account with Arcane to play this game. I'm like, that's asking way too much for this type of game, and I'm just not going to do it. So it was just like one of those games where, I, uh, from from the initial review, I was actually really on board with it. Four-player co-op game, unique abilities. That's kind of, again, Borderlands, a huge fan of. Um, you know, right right now we're playing um, Dark Tide. You know, I've done Outriders. Like, I want those games. I played them specifically with friends, and this game was kind of on that radar because it 
scratch that itch. And the fact that it went from something that was highly anticipated when it was announced to something that I couldn't even be asked to create an account for just made it one of the biggest disappointments for me this year when it finally did drop. Don't don't, don't feel bad, Earl. I couldn't get Tony and Walt to come back after the first time we played it together. So I played it myself. was so awesome. It was so great. <laughs> so great. Um, I have Wild Hearts here. Uh, that was the EA Monster Hunter type game that had like Fortnite building in it. And I was like, this game looks really cool. And then it came out and I couldn't play with other people because the servers were broken for like the first three or four weeks. And then nobody was playing it. So. It died a quick death. Is now it's on EA. Play. Maybe, like... maybe people are playing now. Yeah, I mean, maybe there are people playing now. I could probably go back and, and get people. Because, like, the 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 thing is, like, you can play Monster Hunter by yourself. Like, you yeah. probably prefer to play it with other people. But, like, you can hunt those monsters by yourself. There are monsters in this game that, like, unless you grind and grind and grind for hours, like, you're not going to get to, like, the third monster in the game once you get to the big city. Because... You have to, like, grind so much to, you know, upgrade your your armor and stuff. But if you have other people with you, the fights are they're more manageable because they are actually designed to be fought with four people. And um, it, when you can't play with other people, the game becomes nearly fucking unplayable. Like, you, I could grind, like, the, the small little monsters over and over again, but... You can't, really you can't fun. fight those big monsters at all. Yeah, and it's like, this isn't something. fun. Like, it's it's just not like you want to fight the big monsters. That's what Monster Hunter is. And it's really, it's a big shame because I think Wild Hearts had a really cool control scheme. And they're like, kind of like Fortnite magic construction thing was a neat twist on it. Like, you have these like magic uh, buildings that you could throw up and they they were either defensive or they could also be offensive. So, like, you could build up barriers to block charging enemies, or you could build up ones that, like, had hammers and would, like, or, like, uh, giant slingshots and shit that would, would shoot stuff at the enemies. Um, so, like, had lots of cool ideas, and it just didn't didn't come together because their servers, again, were fucked up at launch. So, Jeff, you got two here. <laughs> Tell me about Zelda and Jeff. Sonic. Sonic, I'll start with that, just because, like, I was impressed with it very early on, because it's just, like, I think a very pretty, in my opinion, I thought the graphics were cool, version of 2D Sonic, but, man, that game get fucking annoying as you get into it. Just, like, again, people, I I thought, like, yeah, people, like, bitched about the boss fights, and at first I was like, yeah, because they're, like, somewhat challenging, like, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, but when you get it, like, deep into that game... Bosses suck ass. The game <laughs> fucking sucks. I'm sorry. It just feels like another fucking rush job uh, from Sega. So that's my Sonic. Uh, like spiel. Sonic is always. I feel that Sonic is a roller coaster on this podcast because one year Jeff loves it, then the next year Jeff hates it, and then next <laughs> Look, year they're going to release something fun and Jeff's going to love it again. <laughs> I generally really like. Sonic games, even the bad ones, but this is one that I felt like I overpaid for, and 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 I also like it's the first one I feel like I've disliked since 
long time. Like I, I, I've liked the 3D Sonics lately. So, anyways, um, it, what was the price on? on it was sixty bucks. Yeah, that's. It was sixty bucks, and yeah, for for a two D Sonic game. Yeah, I'm not. But I was gonna say, no, dude, it's too much. That's what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say is like within like maybe six weeks, it was like half off. It's like thirty bucks for most of November. At thirty bucks, I even then I'm like, look, man, I'm a huge Sonic. Did you play this girl? No, because okay. sixty bucks. Because it cost sixty bucks. <laughs> you just said it was on sale. <laughs> I know it's just too much for me. I'm just saying. It's just, e- it's just even then. I'm like, it just I, uh, loses. It's just, it's just not fun. Like it's, yeah. It, I'm sad to say. Like I, like look, dude, Sonic Frontiers. I still will stand by that game, saying that it was an awesome Sonic game. This is just like, it just feels like lazy. I don't. know. Oh, and it's a shame. The reason, but go, go I, no, the reason I didn't buy it in this is I don't is I I didn't realize like the co-op isn't online. It's Oyoko. So I'm like, oh, I was gonna buy it to play it with friends. Like, no, co-op is Oyoko. I'm like, oh, never mind. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, this has to be. I mean, like, I thought only Nintendo did that. It's like, nope, it's not online. I'm like, oh, never you mind. <laughs> they have online races, but I'm like, I don't care. All right, Jeff, why did you write Zelda down here? Because, I don't know, man. Imagine waiting, like, six years for your follow-up to, like, your favorite Zelda game. And it's just the same fucking game. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Using the same map, to me, was a huge detriment. I remember, like, talking about it before the game came out. I'm like... I'm like, it won't really be the same map, but, like, it really was the same map, and that really, like, kind of blew it for me. Like, it's a great, it's a good game, but no game disappointed me more than that this year, where I was just like, okay, yeah, you yeah, this and that, and, like, it's a different game, quote-unquote, but, like, we're playing on the same map, and... And then the other thing on top of it is like, oh, we're bringing traditional dungeons back. No, you fucking didn't. It's closer to it, but it's not, you know? So I just felt like like they wrestled on their laurels a little bit with what they did. Like, and Breath of the Wild, you know, Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece, but I'm like, okay, you're just kind of like doing this again. It's like, even when you went from like, Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask, they didn't rest on their laurels. They did something really different with Majora's Mask. And it was awesome. And then this is like, it's a good game. I will I will end up playing through Tears of the Kingdom again. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But like, it was hugely disappointing to me to like, even as I was playing it, I was like, this isn't going to be my game of the year. Like, it's good for sure. But uh, it just, they just didn't do enough. They didn't bring enough to it. Right. Me Fair personally, I, I know other people. Yeah, that, that's what this one is. So yeah, so, yeah, it's understandable that you would be disappointed. You were you were hoping for a bigger evolution of it, and they yeah, or or what they evolved in wasn't really what you go to. It, it didn't evolve. It just it just evo- it evolved the fucking hand ability, like where you could pick things up. Like that's kind of it. Other than that, it was, 
fucking so like how, how did the building stuff work like did you have to carry those materials or like were they you just slap shit together them? that you see okay got it all right uh best non-gaming non-game gaming media <laughs> oh boy okay, we can we can work what? on the, the naming next yeah, basically we... it's best game property outside best adaptation Yes. Sure, or like that, I, that ties to a game. Yeah. But I just is... say the reason that we didn't use adaptation is I think one of the years it was like maybe like the Halo because Halo does like books and novels. That's been so like like this year is mostly movies and TV shows, but there's other things that like incorporated into it. But I guess the best adaptation is probably the best thing. But even then, that's like weird because like I wouldn't necessarily say like Sonic Prime is an adaptation of Sonic. <laughs> It's a there Sonic. it is. Of what though? Of Sonic. But like, that's what it means. It's like it's the it's an IP. But it's, yeah, um, it's, it's it's basically a gaming gaming IP that is used outside of gaming. Yeah, I I, I will be right back. But uh, obviously, the last of us. I yeah, I think we know the winner. But like to go through, I mean, I think it was yeah. a really strong year. Let me uh, uh, let me read them off here. Um, the Last of Us on HBO Max. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Tetris, uh, the movie, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars, that was a novel. Okay, uh, I think. <laughs> the Witcher Season 3, Twisted Metal, Sonic Prime, and Gran Turismo. Um, I mean, we, we can scratch off Jedi Battle Scars. Uh, I just... I just thought it was neat that they uh, they decided to do a kind of like a bridge novel between Fallen Order and Survivor. Um, that is nifty. And on that same note, I forget, um, and this isn't this year because I'm not going to, but like, yeah, I forget that like, Fortnite does comic books now. Um, like this, Midnight Suns had a tie-in comic. I'm assuming Justice League, uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League will have one as well. So it's just something that I guess to think about in the future. Yeah. I mean, to Jeff's point, or, or maybe they will disavow any knowledge of that game. I'm just saying. I mean, maybe. Kind of, kind of sounds like that's the direction <laughs> it, we're heading. It, it, it's it's a very fun week to take off for news. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe we pan this so we could spare DC any more hard drones after last year. But uh, I mean, to Jeff's point, I don't think anybody's going to dispute the last of us. But I did want to point out it's a really strong year. Um, one, I would just point out just because I literally watched this before the podcast, just because I think it was the only thing I hadn't really seen. Uh, Gran Turismo is better, a better movie than I thought it would be. I'm not saying it's great or anything, but it it was entertaining. Uh, it, it again is not what I would think of when I would think of a Gran Turismo movie, but I also don't know how you do a Gran Turismo movie. <laughs> so I guess this is the best avenue to have done something is to base it off of an actual event that happened where somebody got so good at the game that uh, Nissan and Sony were like, oh, we're going to do this GT Academy and see if like being good at a game can actually translate to being a good driver. And the answer is complicated, but I think the short and long of it is like, kind of, because uh, spoilers for the movie, and I guess for real life, is like his best is coming in third place. Which is still phenomenal, but it's like I was like, oh, you didn't even win. Um, 
but yes, uh, enjoyable. It had one really cool transition that I thought was nifty, where like he's in the race, and they have him sit in the car, and then they pull apart the car, and then you see him back in his room playing the game on a steering wheel, and it's like his dad asking him a question that ties into the climax of the movie. So I thought that was a really fun transition. Um, quality wise, it's hard to say where to sit. But I think it'd be very remiss not to mention the fact that uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie was the second highest grossing movie. I don't uh, give a shit. It was fun, Jeff. It was fun. I, 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 think, I think that absolutely has to be on this list. I think it was it was delightful. And oh. other than like some of these other options on this list, like Dungeons There's and Dragons. There's way better and, which, options which, which, anywhere listen, else on the listen list. Listen for a second. Dungeons and Dragons and The Witcher season three, I think, are both great. I don't think they're gaming. I was gonna. How I are they gonna, not? What do you? Well, the Witcher. Are you guys Dungeons and Dragons is not based on any video game of any kind. It's based it on actual da- Dungeons game, and Dragons game. Yes, but this, this is, is a video. video th- we don't. This is a video game podcast. When we say gaming, we mean video. We'll game. just pretend we it's Baldur's Gate Three. <laughs> and, it and does w- does take w- place w- in the Forgotten Realms. And w- and like w- The Witcher w- season w- three is clearly based off of the books. It's not w- based off of anything that happens in the games. Did anybody? I mean, did anybody besides you watch it, Tony? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I really enjoyed did it. I think it's great. It? I think it's fantastic. I, I, did, I didn't watch it. Um, no, did Tony watch it? No, I did. No, I did. And I, I actually, I love The Witcher, but like all three seasons, they're really based off of the novels and the short stories. They're not based off of the video game. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna exclude The Witcher because we have to get to three anyway. Um, yeah, and, and I think you're the only one. Oh, we have to get it. to two. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Um. And I'm fine cutting Dungeons Dragons. I think it's, uh, I think it is a very fun movie. You're okay, yeah, Jeff. I, Jeff wants it. In it's there. a runner up. What? It's what video? Any of the other fucking bullshit what on this list? Video game is it based off of Jeff? Dungeons and Dragons. Is that a video? It's game? not a video I mean, game. It is a video game franchise. <laughs> like that, games take place in in Dungeons yes, and but Dragons. It's, it's, they it's, do, it's, but this game is not based off of that. It's based it's, off of like people playing Dungeons and Dragons and the experience you have in the yeah, in like that. Not, it is not based off of a video game Dungeons and Dragons experience. I don't think the goal here though should be. That it's based off of very. This is a fucking video, video game, game podcast, no, Jeff. When we say gaming, we mean video game. I don't games. think that it should be. It's based off of a specific video game. And I also think. I don't know why the fuck we're giving Super Mario Brothers points because it made money. I don't give a fuck. Well, that movie well, fucking sucks. I don't care. Well, that that it made money. That's I think that, that's, Tony and I both liked it. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I think yeah. I think Jeff, your problem is that thing you could do this is going to be Mario in Brothers the top franchise. three. It is going to be in the top three. You're going to hate the fact that it is, but it will be in the top three. It yeah. is the least imaginative thing. They, it was like no imagination. Any of us could have made, made that Mario, fucking movie. They made a Mario movie. They did nothing with it. They did nothing with it. They didn't have to. They did. What's the safest thing? What will Nintendo rubber stamp? For every fucking thing that we do in this, it fucking yes. sucked, dude. Yeah, dude and the fact that you guys will just gurgle this fucking shit down like it's good. I'm <laughs> sorry, it's not. It's it not. was fun. I, I don't think, and, and I think Chris and I both said when we were talking, I don't know that it's like cinema. Like, it's not like top notch, but, but I enjoyed it. It brought me joy to watch that movie. It's candy. 
Yeah. It's candy. All yeah. right, guys. Enjoy your candy. I, I, I do enjoy candy. I, it, it was a, it was the first Give me I at least a fucking grilled cheese, for fuck's sake, man. It was the first movie I watched this year. Sometimes uh, you want something sweet. That's right. Yeah. I think like, I like think you, it, Jeff. Like you. I think the movie. I did can't believe it, you guys are putting are shortlisting the Mario Brothers movie. That movie is fucking trash. It is. Like, I, I think. I, think it is, I, I would guarantee Twisted Metal is more interesting than the fucking Mario Brothers movie. But go ahead, do it. Crown them. We are. I think we are. We all agree. Well, I don't, I don't think we're going to crown Super Mario Brothers movie. I well, think yeah, we. Well, I don't think it should be yeah. on the fucking we, 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 list. We, I, no, I, 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 I think it actually has to be what it's list. doing. Because guess what? You're going to get more of that, dude. And that enjoy. Enjoy. Kind of fine with that? Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy I, I, it. I, I will take more, please. Most Why not? Fine with it. That would like, be- if somebody's going to give me a bowl of ice cream, I'm going to eat it. Enjoy more soulless <laughs> fucking DreamWorks, whatever the fuck. Uh, fucking you garbage, more? dude. You enjoy it. I hope you all love it. We will. You're gonna, get a lot, we will. you're gonna get a lot more of it, just so you know. Yes, I'm excited. Give me more. They tease Yoshi at the end. I want that sequel. Um, but okay. Aside from Jeff's beef with um uh, Mario, can we go back and and give an, another award? Can we give the worst trailer award to Twisted Metal? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I I ultimately like Twisted Metal, I but. I think that trailer lost so many viewers. Uh, but yes, that was a fun show. I would say I think I'm probably the only person who watched Sonic Prime here. So like, yeah, I would take that off too. It's fine. <laughs> um, so the one I'm most curious about, because I think it's actually a good movie, but I don't know if I'd consider it an adaptation, is Tetris. Yeah, is it's more. I it's uh, I, I I like Tetris. I know. I think I liked it. I definitely liked it more than Jeff. I liked it's, it, but you didn't hate it. But, no, I didn't hate it. Um, he did, not, he's not going on a Mario rant, so it's okay. No, <laughs> no, it was fine. It's, were... it's it's a fictional adaptation of the making of Tetris. Yeah, like so oh, it's not more, even uh, the, not even the making, like how it came the, to be the worldwide game that we know. Not even that though. It's more like how Tetris kind of came out because Tetris exists at the start of the movie and Tetris kind of becomes a phenomenon in the post credits like like, how this guy marketed it or like like, whatever like super fascinating by like selling it as a cold war thriller like it's it's super fun there's a neat idea to do it like that it's the weirdest needle to thread in this whole Tetris history but it works for me (laughs) but yeah I wouldn't consider it adaptation of Tetris even when they tried to like turn stuff into like pixels for like car chases and stuff, but um, so that leaves us with Dungeons and Dragons, Mario, and Twisted Metal. So are we saying that we're getting rid of Dungeons and Dragons over Mario just to piss off? No, I, you guys want to say it. Let's I do think it. you guys are fucking do nuts because Dungeons do and Dragons. Guess what? That's a good movie. It is a good movie. It I is. love that movie. I think it's great, but it is not video game media. It's not. Yeah, well, if the competition, if that's if if Mario Brothers is video game media, I don't want any great... fucking more of it. Get that Oppen... shit out of here, dude. Oppenheimer is a great movie. It does not apply in this category. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. 
Uh, and I should have double checked this before we did this because we also didn't add Castlevania. Uh, did any of us watch it? Like, I, I love the Castlevania. I did not get to. Uh, I watched like, the I first get to watch four it. episodes. I haven't finished it, so. But uh, yes, and I guess it, we should also probably talk about the actual winner. I mean, I, I can't say I did not watch it, so I'm trusting you guys on it. I don't like The Last of Us, Jeff. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I you didn't like either. the story of The Last of Us? No, we've talked about this. I very much don't like The Last of Us. I remember you didn't like the gameplay. I thought you liked the I didn't story. like the gameplay. I didn't like the, like, I mean, we, we argued over the ending. Um, we argued over some of the, the person. Like, I just don't necessarily like it. Um, All right, Chris, like you know what? Let's let's pick that out. It's got to be Mario as, as the winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I trust you guys with your judgment on it. I just haven't gotten to watch The Last of Us because I don't really like The Last of Us. It's uh, it's been on my to watch list since it. Came I will out. I will say as somebody who's not a fan, I say like maybe the first hour of the game. Um, I got into some of that puzzles that make them good. Um, I think the show does a really good job of adapt, adapting um, the games into something watchable and good. Not just watchable, like really good episodes. And I think the thing that the strongest part about it, ironically enough, is like even though it's like a long form narrative, is like it, it because like they're kind of nomads, they're kind of on the go constantly. It is like these, episodic a little bit. Yeah, they yeah, tell yeah. these really good stories in a single episode. Like I think two of the biggest ones. I mean, the one that won the uh, um, Emmys, Golden Gloves. I forget which one. Like Nick Offerman won. So I wanted to go get the car, right? Yes. Is and it? They, they, I, yeah, one, it's a bit, Bill is the, Bill is the guy they go get the car from. I don't. Yeah. I, I did not see the episode. I did not see the Just show. Know about it. I remember. I, I remember that. There was a big hubbub, and I was like, "Oh, I remember that part." Like you're kind of working yeah. your way through. And then instead of like being a backstory, it's the full episode. It's just like their history together. And then there's an episode later on, at least for me, I think. But the one where they go into the town for the first time, well, with the lady from the old jacket, and like they meet the bro- the two brothers, and like one gets infected at the end, and that's also just like really again, you meet these characters in an episode during their history. Don't they yeah. also do the DLC, Earl? I don't play the game enough to know. But yeah, yes, so I think the, the, the part DLC where like her and the other girl are hanging yes. out in a mall yes. or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yes. like that's the DLC. Yeah, that's the DLC. It's, it's very yes. beautiful story too. Like, uh, again, very, but yeah, yeah, the fact that like again, I feel like from a gameplay standpoint, I feel like they asked of us because they did an entire game in DLC in the first season. Like it's like yes, we have to take these scenes and these moments that you get in the game. And we're gonna have to expand them out into like actual like episodes. Like you get more fleshed out characters. Again, I from what I gather, like the Bill episode, for example, is just like you know, it's maybe it's not that long in the game, and I think part of it is also referencing the letter you get at the end, where it's like, oh, we're gonna show you this entire thing. Um, but like the mall or um, Joe's friend that you uh, meet early on, who who you know she dies in the first or second episode. And stuff like that. It's like, yeah, spending those scenes and those characters. Like, so many people come in. I can see casting news for season two now. And it's like, I don't know if these are people who, I mean, I know about Abby because everybody mentions Abby. But like, um, yeah, I, I have no idea what happens to the second one. <laughs> I, I mean, I know some things, but 
I know the big thing, which is why yeah. like, oh, this, yeah. this girl is going to have to be in, but I guess. But I guess the fact that they were able to, they have some, some probably some of the best episodes of TV in the last year, not just video games, but some of the best, because they get to tell these really human stories in this really kind of fantastical world. Um, and I, I feel like one of the things, um, and kind of early Walking Dead, it's like so much of it is like the threat, the kickers and stuff are just like background noise. Like for the most part, they are not the threats of the episodes. It's usually like other humans, and like one or two of them might show up, and then it's like, oh shit, what do we do? So um, every every zombie story ever, the humans yeah. are the true, best. yeah, true. But it feels so much fresher I than yeah, Walking I, I Dead wasn't, I wasn't, fourteen I wasn't, or whatever. Yeah. I wasn't slighting. I was just saying that like no, that no, they, yeah, it's the generic that's zombie the story, yeah. But like you know, to, to back Earl up here, like I do think that th- that whole episode with uh, what is it, Bill or the, like the couple that is in love, and you get to kind of see like their lives together. I think that's basically like it was like hinted at in the game, and here yeah, you there, to, like there's, live there's like some it, like, uh, there's like some papers or some like letters you can pick yeah. up in the game that kind of detail that, but. If you're but not here, sleeping, you're not getting it. It's just like this bottle episode where it's just like, hey, here's a thing. Here's a little story from this universe, and it's really beautiful and sad. And uh, I, and the same thing I thought with the the DLC episode with her. Like you kind of get to see um, God, Ellie before all this. You know, she meets up with you know Joel and stuff. And yeah, they're just. I mean, I think it helps that The Last of Us is one of the few games where the the writing of the story was actually good to begin with. Like they they had, you know, very good and strong cinematic leanings to begin with, and so like adapting that, that kind of helps with that. But it just it was a really solid uh, season of TV, and I I love that they like I was so worried that they would do try to like put some sort of spin or do something different with the ending and they just stuck with the ending of the game and like had confidence that that was like the right ending and it was good enough like you didn't have to surprise the people who played the game because like that ending is perfect it's like one of the best endings of all time in my opinion what and, and they they stuck with it here and this is for the future what i'm curious about is like what they do with season two because again i know the big part of um the last of us part two and i feel like they are gonna hold off on that as much as they can. Uh, um, I mean, e- even even though something happens early, on, Joel is in a good portion of that game. Yeah, but I feel even like, though he's not in that. Yeah, game. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm surprised that they cast Caitlin Deaver as a uh, Abby. She seems a little slight for that role. But... I would have liked her as an older um, Ellie. If she was originally, they were looking at her to be Ellie. Oh, she would originally. have been great. Yeah. Love her. Um, anyway, uh, I'm glad you guys like that. Uh, maybe at some point, I w- it is on my HBO watch list. I haven't got to it. Um, maybe yeah, I will like it more as it, a as a narrative instead of like I, so I think some of my problems I think we talked about this when it came out some of my problems with the way the story plays out is that um, 
things that Joel does don't line up with how I was playing as Joel. Um, so. Well, now we'll you're not playing. Now you're watching. Right now, now, right now, it is just a completely narrative experience. It's not interactive. Character. It's just yeah. a, um, all right. And uh, while I did put Dungeons & Dragons on this list, I, I will concede to uh, Tony's argument that it is it is not based on a video game. I do think it is better than the Mario movie. The biggest horseshit thing I've ever heard. But I do life. like the Mario movie, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> but Dungeons & Dragons is a fun movie. It is. Ever, everyone I, should go watch it. And I, I actually will agree with Chris. I think it's better than the Mario movie, but it's not a game movie. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and Twisted Metal. Wow, just uh, that's a fun TV show. But what it's a, a fun shitty TV trailer. Show. Yeah. And I mean, part of it. Um, I mean, just to kind of say something other than that is like, I, again, I enjoyed it, but really, the whole first season is setting up Twisted Metal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the like, actual, to, like the, the tournament of fighting cars. Yeah, I'm curious to see what season. I hope season two to have a promise. So, um, don't worry, Earl. Next year, Halo will be on this, this list. Year. <laughs> uh, this year, yes. Ne- 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 the next time next we do year, this, yeah. Halo will be on that list. All right, uh, best remake remaster. We're we're a chunk of them this year. Uh, Dead Space. Metroid Prime, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario RPG, Kirby and Return to Dreamland, Age of Empires 2, and GoldenEye 007 Remastered. Okay, one, I'm just going to say it off the bat. I think we're getting rid of GoldenEye. Yep. I yep. Think forgot that came out this year. After I put it like- on there just so that we could remember it came out. Um, but yeah, I don't think that they did. Like, they really just dumped the fucking N64 do, ROM on that. Yeah, they didn't do enough with that. It was fun yeah. to play. The worst part is we got it? two no. different versions of it, and neither one was what people wanted. Yeah, N sixty four version on Nintendo the Switch, which is like it has online, but it's like online as if you're playing together. So it's still the four small screens. So beyond lazy, actually, you and, expected more from like you think they would like try to celebrate the game in some way, but poof. Um, and I'm gonna cut Super Mario RPG. Good. Fuck it. Um, it came out. Yeah, it's a game that's in my Switch. It is. It's a game. It's a game. I didn't spend a Switch voucher on that I had. So that was that tell you about it? <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, all right, Kirby and Return to Dreamland. Somebody tell me about that one. I was gonna say. I feel like that's also one that I don't think anyone's played it. It just get. I know it, but I don't like it. My kids played it, and it was very enjoyable for them as children. Like okay. Kirby games, like all are. Kirby games, yeah. yeah. But I was also say I don't like I don't know if anybody played the original to even compare. It could, could it just be the same. It game could be the same game. They just dumped it out. Who knows? Um, so it's kind of funny that this comes down to the first three months of the year. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. all of these came out in the first so three stacked. months. Um, uh, Jeff Earl, tell us about Metroid Prime. I, I, Jeff, have you paid? Yeah, yes, I've paid. <laughs> I've, I've not paid any. I mean, I really adore Metroid Prime. I assume they did enough work to make it pretty and shiny. And the, new, the, so. I mean, it wasn't a complete like um, overhaul, rehaul, whatever. You know, it, it, like the graphics, there clearly been something done to the graphics. It, it looks better. 
you get to play it like a normal fucking shooter now with the two sticks. I mean, what more do you really need from that? Uh, and the game still pretty much holds up except for like the fucking brutal like save point distribution. It's like worse than the fucking bonfires in any Dark Souls game. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I, you know. Okay. It's still a great game. Um, and uh, Tony's already told us about Age of Empires two, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. I don't know. For me, for my money, Dead Space and Resident Evil Four are the ones that I think belong here. Yes. Um, uh, like, <laughs> if you if you want to make a strong case for Metroid, Jeff, or no, no, Over I, Age of Empires, then then uh, I want to make a strong case for Resident Evil Four. I feel like they did more with that than they did with Dead Space. I think Dead Space looked incredible, and they did some cool tweaks. And I guess you could say the same thing for Resident Evil Four, but I just feel like they did more with it. Where you're constantly like, oh, they're turning this on its head in some sort of way, like they're you know doing something a little bit, little bit different all the time. Yeah, I think they did things like that with Dead Space. I think they were just a little more yeah, subtle. Yeah. Um, I prefer Dead Space over Resident Evil Four, but I'm fine with either. I'm also winning there. I'm also surprised you didn't nominate Dead Space for graphics because that was a good looker. It was. It's very dark though. So yeah. like I think it's very pretty, but it's very hard to explain. Like, hey, this awesome derelict spaceship looks awesome. It's very dingy. <laughs> dirt looks great. Just turn the lights off; it'll be fine. <laughs> Out of those two, is there one that like you lean more towards? Because I mean, I, I, lean, Four. I, I lean lean towards Dead Space. You lean more towards Resident Evil Four. I don't really care though. So like, I. You, you are strong on you lean, you lean towards Dead Space more because you like Dead Space, more, right? Like that is accurate. Yeah, I, I well, feel like they did more with Resident Evil Four a little bit. You know, that's fair. I'm fine with that. If you guys are good with that, um, I'm good with it. And Age of Empires two and Dead Space as the the runners up there. Sure. All right. Uh, moving on. Best new game. Got a list here. Hi-Fi Rush, Chia, Cassette, Cassette Beast, Beast, War Tales, Starfield, Cocoon, Aliens yep. Dark, Dark Descent, Descent. Dusant, Lies of P, and Park Beyond. Um, there, there's ones that, like, I, I put Park Beyond on here because I've been playing it more recently. And that game is just a fucking awesome, uh, uh, you know, amusement park builder. Uh, I don't. I don't think it sticks here, but I did want to just like mention it because I don't think we'll mention it next week. But um, I think that game's really cool, and if you like, uh, if you like roller coaster coaster tycoon games, that's one to look out for when it when it hits a sale at some point this year. I have um, a really hard time giving Starfield credit as a new game. Yeah, I I, I wrote it. It's a, it's it a is, new it game. Is, <laughs> it is. I agree with you. Come on. It, it, it isn't. isn't I mean, it it's is. a brand new franchise. Sure. It, is, it, it is, is. It is Fallout and Skyrim in space, though. I, but yes. I was going to say, but do you, I mean, I guess. Cause it's a new game. game. Is it, it is, really it is even in game. space? I mean, <laughs> you're like fast it's, traveling from one land space to another. There's not a whole lot of. Sometimes you have some space battles. <laughs> sure. Can we, can we also say the same thing about aliens? 
Um, I mean, that is a that is a new game that has like been in a never, franchise. <laughs> it is a franchise, but like it's a you know. I mean, I'm fine cutting it. I think Dark Descent is really cool, uh, tactical strategy game. They've never done one quite like that before. And, Which is uh, fair, but it's still a franchise. Like when I when fun. I want to like talk about new, I want to think like I've never played a game like this yep. before. That's 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 kind of like when I look at Starfield. Like I played games that are like this before. Like this may be like in a slightly different setting, but I played games that are exactly like this before. This experience um, that I'm having is not new. Whereas when I played Hi-Fi Rush, even though I didn't love Hi-Fi Rush, I'm like, I've never done this before. So that's kind of like new. Um, I see what you're saying, but uh, I don't. Starfield is not going to be my choice, anyways. But all right, well, I don't. I don't think any of us are going to choose it. So, um, I'm kind of on the fence. I think, like you, Jeff, where it's like it is a new game, but also I I got on the fence with that as well. Where it's like it qualifies. That's why I wrote it there. But like also, uh. It, well, it there's is very like, reminiscent of their their older games. My pick here, and I guess I'm it's my fault for not nominating what I would have put. You could, you could still put something in there. Mine would be Lords of the Fallen, dudes. I'm sorry, <laughs> Fine. but ha- that bard it would have been Lies of P, which I did not play a ton of, but I thought was it was. Is excellent. Lords of the Fallen even new though? Like it's not even the first Lords. It of goes the Fallen to this. It, it goes. To, that is true. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. point. It is. It's the third <laughs> game in a franchise. Second yeah. game. Yeah, so it's not that 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 doesn't qualify. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff, but we can do Lies of P if you like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I played to that, and that's one that you could be like, "Is this new?" Because it's, it's really just kind of doing Bloodborne, but uh, well, it's a new it's a new IP, and that's not why I would disqualify it. I would disqualify it because it's new Pinocchio. But I was going to say the reason I think that's well, actually... What's wrong with No, because it's not a new... Oh, makes, oh my gosh. <laughs> but no, I was going to say that's actually what makes it interesting is it's like one of those things where, I mean, especially since like Mickey Mouse enters the public domain. Can't uh, wait for like, next year where it's Lies of M. Yes, where I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's drunk. actually fun to take... It's actually somebody doing something creative with an IP that's in the public domain outside of like, oh, we're going to make this spooky horror movie or game or whatever. So that's why I think I, I would. I have not played it, but I, from everything I I've heard, it sounds like a really nifty way to like. How do we take Pinocchio and make it something different while still keeping the foundations and the core, like the fact that you know the lion is part of that 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 story, and make it something um, fascinating. And I've heard interesting stuff with Geppetto. Um, that said, just so we've talked a lot about Hi-Fi Rush. So I just want to bring up um, my little baby that's in here as well, which is Cassette Beast, um, which I think I'm the only one who's played. But and this actually, in hindsight, I guess I just went over my head. This could have also been a best retro game um, because it is, I you know, I've said it's very reminiscent of Pokemon with a very '90s aesthetic. Like you have a, you know, you have a cassette player. Which I'm sure, if you ask many kids born these days, don't know what that is, and that's how you kind of record "quote unquote" monsters and stuff like that. And I guess I always I enjoy the fact that you are able to kind of change or use the elemental pyramid or triangle that Pokemon came up with in creative and new ways. Like if you use like spice on iron, 
while fire on ice, it may melt and then turn something into water, or it may get somebody a buff with the steam attack or something like that. And it's like those weird and fun combinations that does make the battles engaging. And I think the game does a really good job of, of Shepard June forward. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, and again, it's something new, building on something that we know, while also kind of doing that thing where we're, we're going to be retro, but we're going to be retro in a way that's like modern and fresh and something you didn't see on the Super Nintendo Genesis while still kind of harkening back to that generation of games. Um, I just crossed off Chia, Cocoon, and Jusant. Um, I think all three of them are, are neat, neat games. Uh, I don't think they hold here, but I think they, they do need, they should be mentioned. There were new games that came out. Um, Tony, do you think War Tales sticks here? I absolutely do. I think it's a great, great new game and, and done in a great new way. Um, I don't know. It's It's a lot of fun. It's a new franchise. The um the developers never done games like this either, which I think is kind of cool that they've kind of come out of nowhere to do this sort of thing. Um, Earl, are are do do you feel strongly about keeping Cassette Beast on here? If it's between Cassette Beast and Hi-Fi Rush, I'm going Hi-Fi Rush. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I I'm just saying. We, we can ask I... Jeff if he feels strongly about Lies of P. No, uh, but oh, no. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> Oh, I think I think it is it is one it's of the neat. yeah it I is one of the best two games of the year for sure. But uh, and I, I think what you were asking if I felt strongly about war, about war cassette uh, beast or war tales. You, which one? Which yeah, one you strongly yeah, about? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of opinions. <laughs> um, I mean, otherwise, I think it goes high fi rush, war tales, and lies of P, or uh, high fi rush, cassette beast, and war tales. I'm okay with Hi-Fi Rush. I did not like the game, but I get the appeal. Um, and which which one are we cutting here, gentlemen? You ain't cutting Lies <laughs> P, motherfucker. I just gave it to Hi-Fi right, Rush. Cut cassette this, is called, this is called Diplomacy. <laughs> yes, let's cut, let's cut cassette, please. All right, and uh, we're, and we're going with Hi-Fi Rush as, as the one here? Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. Yeah. War Tales and Lies of P as the runners-up. Correct there. And finally, um, Earl added this uh, in late uh, today. And more DLC of the year. Uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Sea of Thieves Legends of Monkey Island. Xenoblade 3 Future Redeemed. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Shredder's Revenge Dimensions in Shellshock. Am I reading that right? Like, that is the name of it. Okay, <laughs> it's like I was starting to like, it's just starting to blur in my mouth. <laughs> oh, it's a good okay. thing because I I did not want to put the full title because then it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> I mentioned this I'm like, you know, we can start in it. We know what we're talking about. And then uh, I added in the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Wave Five and Six. Thank you. And uh, I also added in Halo Infinite's Firefight update. Um, I don't know if that counts, but. I think it does. I mean, yeah, I would say it's DLC. It's content. Yeah. We're um, all about content. I mean, even though I added it, the first one I knocked off is uh, Dimensions of Cell Shock. I think I'm probably the only one who played it, and it's not, it's really just arenas. I thought it would be more story missions, which is what I came to these games for. Yeah. Not a single screen, fight these enemies, and then move on. That was awful. 
it was not great. It was not great. It was not what I wanted. And I spent money on it. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so we're going to cut Shredder's Revenge, Earl. Yeah. I just wanted to put it on there. Um, and, I, uh, and I hate to say this having heard so many good things about it, but we should probably cut Phantom Liberty. I don't think any of us have played it. Well, I think that's the correct answer, if we want to be correct. We'd, yeah, but we can't, like... But, yeah, we, we, can't we didn't play it. it. We didn't play well, I was going to say, have we paid, paid much of any of these? I mean, I, I, I think the Legend of the Monkey Island thing is really cool. I didn't play it. Dead Cells also think really cool, but it, and as much as I love Castlevania, I'm ashamed to say I did not play yeah, that either. Did you I, play the Xenoblade 3 stuff, Earl? I played some of it, and I, okay. I again, I think I, most, most of it is because I do like that they find you because Xenoblade is a very fascinating franchise, and like it's kind of like Final Fantasy and like they're independent games. Uh, but somehow they decided that we're going to tie these all together, and that started with I think Xenoblade Two had uh, there was a DLC Future Perfect or something I forgot, which tied in together with the end of that, and then Future Redeemed ties in all three games into like one continuity with like all the main characters and. They get an ending that's like, oh, you know, like everybody kind of is happy ever after. I did not get that far, but like I do like the idea of like, oh, we're gonna take these three games and we're yeah, gonna... it's neat that they're gonna tie them all together and yeah. make them work. Um, nobody played Dead Cells or Sea of Thieves, though, correct? Sounds like a no. All right. Um, so that leaves us with Xenoblade Three. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 and Halo <laughs> Infinite. I thought Mario Kart 8 would have been gone, but it might. It's going to be a runner-up. I, I, I like. I love the Firefight update. I think it was great. Yeah. I think I it really like made us come back to that game and play it in a way that we would not have played it otherwise. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we've been getting together just about weekly to, to play a little bit of it. And I, I think that is, that's a great testament to how good the update is. Cause we're going back and playing it all the time. Um, Jeff, you played about 7 billion hours of Mario Kart eight. Uh, got any yeah. opinions on wave five and six, which I think, I, mean, good. I think they're my pick, would, my pick would go with wave five and six. I don't really know what to say. It's just Mario Kart levels. We get more of them. Well, I, I, have. <laughs> I, I, I that's, what, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's great that they beefed up this game. I could not tell you what tracks were part, part wave five, six. I've lost it's so many tracks now. Like, yeah, like, like, I've like, lost track of everything in my head, but that, I love that about Mario Kart Eight. Like, it's, that's what's so cool now. Like, I mean, I guess the positive about that too is just uh, these two were also the ones that it wasn't <laughs> tracks. They also added characters, right? Yeah, they, they yeah, added. They did, so, yeah. You got Funky Kong, Diddy Kong, Pauline, and Peachette in six. And I can tell you who was in five in a second. I know. Was it? But the PD was in one of them, right? Uh, PD, uh, PD Piranha, Wiggler, um, and Kamek were in five. It's just Mario Kart right, is so robust now. It's like insane. Like uh, it's it's like. Two and a half games of kart racing. Like, at least, so much yeah, Wait till Mario Kart Nine comes out in twenty twenty nine. It has six so, carts. Has six say, six tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say wait wouldn't till Mario be, Kart Nine. Exists. Wouldn't it be upsetting if you got that game and it's like um, sixteen tracks? It'd be like so I'd rather play Mario Kart Eight. Yep. Well, I mean, right. I like they have to do because I mean they've done thirty two for the last few. They got to port it all. It's got to keep. I adding. think. 
I because I mean they gotta do sixteen new ones and we'll see. Because I mean it's also I mean Mario Kart eight yes, it's hard to go back. Um though I turned on my switch because I was actually really curious. I don't think that I don't know if I updated any of this. But I also again we skipped the category for the best retro game. I think S zero ninety nine would have also fit in that category, wouldn't it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. you know what? That game was yeah. cool. That and CS Stars would have been right up there. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going to Mario Kart uh, five and six booster pack, or Halo. Um, I, I mean, know. I think Tony and I are very strong on Halo. Yeah, I don't yeah, care Halo. either way. <laughs> either of these, either I'm happy with either of these winning. So I I want the actual official title for this. So it is the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pack 5 and 6 because you have to say the full title because that's ludicrous. Um, so if, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 5 and 6. Yes, there you yes. go. <laughs> but I think uh, if if I was to give it to anything, I would go with Halo because I'm, I've clearly not played the Mario Kart stuff. Um, again, I, I, I have the additions, but I think at some point to just like this is the final two waves of uh, uh, six, and each one has what added eight tracks. So you've added what forty eight? I think it's forty eight tracks added. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's double what the base game came with. Like at some point, it's just a lot of content, which is a weird thing to say. But like, I think part of Mario Kart is like you're in the tracks, and I think with almost a hundred of them, at some point, it's just like. I know which way is forward. Yeah, it's kind of a blur. <laughs> it does make it so, like, you, you know, when somebody comes over, they're just, they can't just be like, I'm going to play right. on this one all the time. Because, like, yeah, you just randomize that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. They're not going to have the strength there. Everyone or, loves it. Like, everyone still loves it. Like, when I have people over, oh, there's new wire guard tracks? Let's play it. Like, you know, it's. Yeah, they're generally pretty good. Like, I mean, they're they're always a mix of like you know Those, from Net, GameCube and GBA and Wii and. I don't love the tour ones, like the, whatever the yeah, the the mobile, mobile. yeah, they they're not great, but. And you know there is a decent amount of them in this DLC, but I don't care, man. It's just more like. I just love that there's so many tracks to play on. Like, that's what you want out of a racing game, that there's just like a million tracks to play on. It's, Is it's that what so you want from a racing game? Yeah, uh, for sure, yeah. That is not what I want from a racing game. Well, so what, what, do you, like, what do you want from a racing game, Earl? Like, oh, no, like, I, I, I would want, like, I would want like, maybe two dozen tracks that I can learn and really kind of hone my craft on. Instead of a bunch of them. Yeah, but uh, dude, I've honed my craft on this uh, for a long time. Yes, but his, I, his I, craft is honed beyond honing. But I, yeah, it's also, it's, I mean, I'm also, I, it's the same thing with open worlds. I actually prefer smaller open worlds because I actually want to get to know the world and where stuff is instead of being like, it just goes on forever. I'm like, yeah, that's not fun for me after a while. I don't need to keep on exploring. Like, give me an area to. Like figure out and stuff like that. Um, I mean, kind of. This has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. It's one of the reasons I prefer Arkham Asylum to the rest of this franchise. Is it gives me a very defined space that I can navigate instead of like, better. It's the best one. It yeah. is. Like, it, the part. Of, the part of it for me is like it because I think the combat and the rest of them are better. 
Um, but it's like it gives me a very defined space that works instead of this whole like a Metroid game like is fucking cool yeah. shit, and then it becomes an open world game, which is something different and not as good. Yeah, and like the combat encounters just are inherently not as strong. And anyway, that's nothing to do with that's nothing. With to the, do, but yes, that's and again, anyways, I, give it to Mario Kart. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's I'm, Halo. 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 That well, fire fight added is fucking really fire good. fight to the fucking ancient fucking right. Halo game. Do this for me, Jeff. Oh, Name yes. two of the courses they added in the updates. Uh, Cookie Valley and if you just make up words and none of us gonna question you just, it. You put two words together. Well, he could like, say he can say Super Nintendo Rainbow Road and Super Nintendo Mumbu Mumbu uh, something. Mumbu Mountain, <laughs> I think. Mumbu Ridge. Um, but I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna betray Jeff here, and I'm also gonna need him. Uh, thank just, you, uh, thank it, you. It's not just uh, firefight because the update also came with, like I said, it came with the on, on online co-op or co-op in general for a yeah. single player. Uh, it added. Hey, well, game of the year game. But know. all those Halo 3 maps, too. Yeah, a lot of Forge maps and stuff like that. It really did, I think, revitalize a game. I mean, two years old? Is it last year or the year before? It's two years two. old now. Right? Two years. Yeah. It's kind, I mean, I don't think it's as dramatic as like a No Man's Sky, but I do think it's like something where, like, this is Microsoft's premier game, and I felt like 2022 was really just like nothing was about it where i think i so i mean we did but i think other people were engaging in the game like i mean we've played online and we've never had issues finding people and getting the games going yeah it's been and it's been populous all, all year um since these since the updates came out like they they did not have a good content path when that game came out like the base game was great and uh we all had a ton of fun with it, both online and and the the campaign. But then that, that next year afterwards was a wasteland for eight months before they even released another map. Uh, but now they're they're in a nice cadence, and um, firefight is they they've changed. So it's Jeff. It's not firefight as you probably remember it. It's a it's 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 been modified in a way. It's too late. I, I know I'm I don't arguing know. this against Mario Kart, but it's too late. But but I but I think that Earl, myself, and Tony going back to it and playing it consistently kind of proves it's not. Yeah. Like, like we're. I mean, Mario it's Kart also not the like, larger. But but it is increased. Like it like it has come back up on the Xbox charts. Like it is now consistently back in the top ten of being played. Like I think that they they did it. Like they this these uh, updates you guys, you guys these updates keep, did a good job. You guys want to keep? Uh, we do. We just want to keep giving validating Halo validating that game of the year. That... That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, yep. All right. So there we go. All right. That's it uh, for our awards. Next week we're going to do top tens. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm very interested to see how this plays out because I feel that we've played. Played a few of the same games together, but a, a lot of our games are very different. So I don't like it. <laughs> um, 
It's I don't been... know. I, th- I, th- I think you have a. I think you have a strong ally, uh, Jeff. Oh, yeah, for for my game of the year, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be very it's gonna be funny. Before. I mean, I, it's gonna be very funny because I think like it's. It, I mean, but it, I've decided it, I don't like Baldur's Gate three, Jeff. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a year of sequels to games that we've nominated, but we've given game. Spider-Man was game of the year. Breath of the Wild was game of the year. Uh, Barely, so, but it was game of the year. I had and to I, fucking drag these guys to the correct opinion. But it's gonna be very fascinating to see. Like, oh, like those are gonna be up, but I'm almost certain neither one of our game of the year winners. Um. So yeah. Well, uh, join us next week as we uh, we lay out our top ten. Jeff, how on earth? Good night.